As we awaken within the dream, we realize that there is more to this reality than what there may seem. Aloha, shifters, multidimensional friends, dreamers within this beautiful co-created dream. This is Brendan, aka Skull Babylon. <clears throat> Excuse me. And welcome once again to another very exciting live broadcasted paradigm shift dream class. And once again, I am joined by some fellow amazing shifters from across the globe, from across the internet. So, fellow shifters from across the internet, let's please all unmute our microphones and send some love and make some noise to all the other dreamers out there. Let's say hello to them, guys. Unmute your microphones. Go whoop, whoop. <laughs> awesome guys thank you guys so much for tuning into this as i mentioned my name is brendan and paradigm shift dream class just as a bit of an introduction to those of you who may be new is part of the bigger project of paradigmshiftcentral.com and essentially what it is that we are doing here amongst many other things is that we are helping document the ongoing shift in consciousness through the co-creation of conscious media and in terms of this broadcast, this broadcast is a chance for us to be able to create digital sacred space, digital community space, where we can come together to be able to talk about the things that we don't normally get a chance to talk about for the purpose and the intention of collective education and inspiration. So in terms of paradigm shift dream class, we're going to be talking a lot about dreaming, lucid dreaming, what it means to be a multidimensional being, metaphysics, astral projection, mindfulness, consciousness, dimensions, infinity, and beyond. So amongst other broadcast within this project you'll also get to be able to tune into paradigm shift team building hangouts as well as destiny school as well as admin hangouts and global meditations and much much more which you can find through the main website at paradigmshiftcentral.com so shout out to those of you who are tuned into this live and to those of you who are listening to this into the future you can also just as a heads up find all the recordings for this and past episodes of paradigm shift on itunes under paradigm shift radio so shout out again to those of you who may be in the youtube hangout and a reminder that anybody is welcome to join this in future hangouts and if you want to join the hangout just send me a message and i'll direct you to the link to be able to join it directly but in addition you can also just find link through the main paradigm central website under the link for the february 23rd dream class broadcast so as we get into this we're going to start by passing the talking stick around and learning a little bit about who each person is who is here and a little bit about what brings them to dream class so just again as we get into this i'll just say a couple of my own ideas and and just my own perceptions why we do this and this is just a reminder for everyone is to be able to practice having these conversations a lot of times like dreaming i feel is a great portal to be able to help open people up to a bigger understanding of this reality when we start asking questions of is there more to this reality than just the physical and the very straightforward answer would be yes and the idea is is that literally we're kind of living these parallel existence one within the physical that we are commonly aware of and yet parallel to that there are also these these ongoing stories and ongoing experiences that we are going through each night when we enter into the dream space when we enter into the astral dimension so a big theme within the paradigm shift central project not just a project but a big idea that i like to put out there is the idea that yes like we are much more than our physical body and a big way to be able to understand dreams i feel is to understand that dreaming the dream space the astral planes is actually closer to where we come from and then we kind of come into this physical dimension yet the dream space is teaching us many key things 
including how to be able to create within this version of the dream. So we'll get more into some of those details as well as being able to hear about some of the different dreams that people have within their experiences, which again, as part of the documentation of the shift, it's very exciting when, when we get to be able to practice not only sharing insights, ideas, wisdom, but also to be able to share experiences and to say, hey, look, like this is what I've been up to in the dream space. And some of that leading into the little bit of a prelude for this broadcast could also be about contact with entities. It could be about journeys to hollow earth. It could be about talking to spirit guides. It could be about connecting with loved ones who have passed on. All of these sort of elements help us understand more of what actually is capable within the dream space. And again, we'll unfold into those questions as we get going. But as always, if people have any questions, please feel free to drop those in the live chat. And if you are new to dreaming and dream exploration, then welcome. And yes, enjoy this beautiful adventure down the rabbit hole as we go. So with that said, we'll pass the talking stick around. And uh, I think Michelle is actually um, volunteering to go first. So Michelle Infinity will pass the talking stick over to you and welcome once again to another very exciting team broadcast. So Thank Michelle, you. go ahead. Yeah, just beautiful. So my name is Michelle Infinity or Michelle and Coutinho and I am a healer and an intuitive and um, I'm a little emotionally raw today because I gave a healing session and I received one. So my heart feels very open. So I, my intention for this class tonight um, was one to just be in this community. And I like, as soon as I saw the email for it, I was like, ah, dream class tonight, I'm going to do that. And then my day flowed perfectly. Um, I was very much in the flow today. And I just want to celebrate that where it was like one thing stopped, another began, another conversation, another like appointment, this and opportunities. And my day tomorrow is like super booked with like, interviews and opportunities and meeting people who are writing books and just things that I want to create for myself. So that's super good. But my intention, um, something about dreams specifically, that's, there's this, and this just came up for me this week. There's this really beautiful sacred time in the morning and it comes up like just as the sun is rising, um, the sun is very delicate and the vibrations of the sun that it emits just as it's rising are very pure and delicate. And this morning in Colorado, I woke up and sometimes you wake up and the sky is white, like white with snow. And sometimes you wake up and it's very sunny and you can see the sun and it's beautiful. Um, but I think because of the inconsistency of the patterns and me getting used to that vibration of waking up and, and the house I live in, um, there's like a lot of uh, high energy static frequency here. Um, it's been harder to have that very delicate sacred space and like recall my dreams because that frenetic energy um, that I'm picking up, it's like, so I'm missing out on like that deep connection. So my intuition and my intention for this class and to speak about the conscious conversation of having dreams is so that I, and because of the emotional day and the big shift, I mean, really a lot of releasing and beauty right before the eclipse is happening on Sunday. So it's totally all in alignment, but may I be taught and guided by specific high masters and remember my dreams and be in a space where I wake up tomorrow and am able to cultivate that sacred container. And I've been waking up a lot earlier this week, more than other weeks, but um, I think there's something so pure and magnificent about having that connection and having that recalling your dreams be your spiritual practice. So, aho, that's what I wanna call in and say, and then I'll pass it. Unless you have a question, then I will answer. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's awesome, Michelle. Thank you for joining. And um, yeah, you know, like that's that's definitely something to just be aware of, and we'll talk about it more later. It's just like the intention behind um, being able to have a space that's going to help facilitate our dream recall process because dreams are such a fragile thing. And, and and I think like that is like where a lot of people tend to not even bother with them is because there's something that has to be carried with like such delicacy that if, if you don't like they will just like fall out of your hands like you won't remember them they may not be a part of your reality but like for those with the intention to show up like that's where the gifts are that's where like these these adventures and these extra dimensions to our life uh happen to be and um just curious and we can talk about this later but like has your because you're kind of you're kind of saying this within your reply and we'll pass the talking stick around in a second too but has your dream recall not been like as strong as you feel it could be in the past while and and do you feel that there are particular reasons for why your dream recall may not be as strong totally so i live with another priestess who is you know nobody is like wrong but the vibrational frequency for some reason of our beings like mismatch and so i feel like yeah like if you so just to anybody out there like if you have roommates that are like out of uh, dissonance right vibrationally with you then it's very or your parents like for those of you who still live with your parents and you're just feeling like i'm a space alien and i live with my folks you know get me out of here um there is definitely a um yeah he's like he said a delicacy of like creating a sacred container and a sacred space for ourselves that only has our pure vibration in it versus a vibration that like can be infiltrated by other vibrations and i think that when you're talking to spirit in that very ephemeral way as like that coming from one dimension of consciousness in the astral to like the physical 3d realm like a lot of things get lost in translation and so you have to have this really pure channel and um, so, yeah, so and that all, and I also want to say that, you know, I mentioned the weather and the shifts in the weather patterns and, you know, coming from the ocean and getting used to being in the mountains and stuff, and and really just not feeling, you know, grounded where you are. So all of those things, I think, can disrupt one's spiritual practice and your frequency and also the people that you're, you know, sharing space with um, all of these things when out of alignment, uh, you know, or let, let me say it in a positive way, when in alignment will strengthen you and the communication that you have with your higher selves and the beings that guide you, you know, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool, very cool. Awesome. Well, Michelle, thank you again for, for joining in and uh, yeah, just for being here and for Much co-creating gratitude. the space. So. Gratitude, brother. Sweet. Okay, guys, so we'll keep passing the talking stick around. And again, you know, just kind of like laying out some of the intentions. If you haven't listened to past uh, dream class broadcasts, always inviting you guys to go back and check out some of the past ones, because there's always gems in there. And you'll probably hear it right at the right time that is relevant for your reality. But again, you know, with the intention of creating the space, what I want to be able to remind us is that like, this is also to help encourage us to be able to put more intention and attention towards our dream recall practice. It's it's very easy to not pay attention to our dreams. It takes willpower and focus to bring that light onto our dreams. And, and again, you know, like it, it's something that creates practice. It's something that requires discipline. It's something that requires vigilance. So the intention is, is that by creating this conversation, it's creating that community momentum where you can say like, okay, I'm not just the only person interested in dreams. Suddenly there's an entire global community. What happens when more of us start putting that focus towards our dreams? And again, 
the big picture in this is learning to become better dreamers within this dream as co-creators. And so, I mean, whether that's, you know, your way of thinking about law of attraction, that's your way of being able to understand the symbolisms within your reality. It's a very interesting concept. And we'll get into this later. When you start interpreting your physical day-to-day reality with the same degree of interpretation that you would interpret a dream. So, you know, like maybe within a dream, you might see an eagle but what happens when you see an ego within your waking life? Does it carry the same symbol symbolism? Does it carry the same like frequency? And maybe the universe is trying to get some sort of message to you. So again, this is about opening up our perception and, and showing up as students for what the universe has to share with us. And dreams are a beautiful place to be able to help share us and, and to essentially bridge um, our, our identities uh, to expand our identities between ourselves and our higher selves in, in a lot of ways. So uh, yeah, as I said, we'll keep going into this. There's a lot more to discuss and we'll keep passing the talk and stick, stick around. So whoever would like to introduce themselves next, again, just who you are, where you're from and what brings you to dream class, please feel free to just unmute your microphone and we'll pass the talk and stick over to you. So Sabrina, welcome to Dream Class, and we'll pass the talking stick over to you. Go right ahead. Can you hear me? Yep, I'm just going to turn it up a bit, but go ahead. It's a little fuzzy in the background, but go ahead. Okay. My name's Sabrina, and I'm from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. And um, first of all, I'm a mother to a wonderful four-year-old son. And I'm also a healer, an empath, a shaman priestess. I also read tarot and oracle cards, and I'm currently in the midst of making my own oracle deck. And what brings me to dream class is uh, actually my tarot deck today. Oh no, my oracle deck. Um, the card that I pulled today was the Diamond Dreamer. So I took that as a sign that I probably should be in dream class today because it's been a really long time since I've been on here. So, um, yeah. Um, Lately, I wanted to add on to what Michelle was saying, like, my dreams lately, I haven't been able to uh, recall them very much. There was one dream probably about uh, two weeks ago that I had that I've been able to recall, but the last, like, week or so, my dreams have just been, like, really adventurous, but I can't remember a thing, so I don't know if there's just something going on in my house or like it like Michelle said I have when you have roommates in the house it's a lot uh, it's a lot of energy mixing and sometimes you know your thoughts get mixed up with them and their feelings especially so it's it's nice when you have you know I guess people around you that are resonating on the same frequency and vibration and when you don't have you know that it, it can be a little bit distorted so I'm here tonight to maybe rev up my dream making skills <laughs> if you want to call it that but yeah awesome 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 well thank you again sabrina for for joining can i just say woot woot thank you for being mm-hmm. like girl i hear you <laughs> i feel like now i'm in it together with someone so i'm really grateful for that for sure for sure awesome and and um yeah you know like what's interesting uh again when we do these broadcasts is that usually we find there's like a subtle like 
there's a subtle conversation that comes through to the surface when a lot of people who are consciously on this path of awakening come together. And what we kind of realize is that there are often parallels between what is happening within our immediate experiences. So, I mean, even just between like Sabrina and uh, Michelle there, uh, again, you know, like I think that's kind of a common thing where we kind of ebb and flow wax and wane and and with our dream recall process we'll we'll kind of have that where like some weeks we may be able to recall dreams very consistently and then some weeks something may happen and we might fall out of it but this is kind of just something i'll put and then we'll keep passing and talk and stick around i feel that it's important to honor the moments when even we may not be able to remember our dreams because there's almost like a tactical uh purpose to that not to say that's like what we like always want to do but sometimes there is a a purpose in wanting to do it but sometimes if you can think of like okay if i'm not dedicating my focus towards remembering my dreams then maybe that gives me more emphasis on focusing on my waking dream on my immediate reality because sometimes people will talk about this where you know you're you're living your day-to-day life and it's a busy day and it takes a lot of energy and then you go into the dream space and suddenly you're on like another fantasy adventure and you're like chasing you know you're chasing like dragons through dungeons and stuff like that and it becomes this this literal like exercise of endurance and sometimes uh that can almost like be a lot of strain on on the on on a person's like psyche on a person's uh like energy levels so sometimes if we're not remembering our dreams almost beyond our immediate control then maybe that's the universe's way to say like hey like don't worry about it focus on your immediate reality that's the most important dream for you right now so um that was just something i was reflecting on the on the other day is that if we're not remembering our dreams actively use that as motivation to put more intentional focus towards our waking dream as well so um yeah i just want to put that out there so let's keep bouncing around guys and uh who would like to introduce themselves next a little bit about who they are where they're from and what brings them to dream class please feel free to unmute your microphone and go right ahead so give a second there for whoever wants to jump in and um looks like zoe so zoe welcome back to dream class and we'll pass the talking stick over to you hi uh i'm zoe i'm from calgary alberta canada um i had some things to add to michelle's conversation earlier about um just being able to provide a safe container so i'll just talk on that just a teeny bit before i go into the introduction um just so i don't want to forget it um one of the things that I found helpful with creating that safe space is like imagining a grid of gold around your room or around your space where you're um, where you're sleeping and then doing the violet flame like right underneath that. Um, I find that to be really helpful for the energy. <laughs> Love it. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then just surrounding your room with white light. And then even if you f- if you feel like you need an extra little bit of protection or extra little bit of space held, you can um, like call upon your guides to just like um, be pillars of light um, by your bedroom or by your bed just to like anchor in that light a little bit more. And I find that um, a lot of the times when I've been experiencing dreams uh, where I've been like helping people and um, just like dreams where I knew that I wasn't really focusing on my own self work. As soon as I did that, like I, I really felt like my dreams were really act serving as more of uh, to be more connected to myself, which is kind of 
my intention for dreaming lately is just to connect more with myself and my guides and more with my mission and my, and my passions here. So, um, yeah. So that's like that, what I have that, to say on that. That really resonates with me. Thank you. And the pillars of light, like Sabrina said in the chat, when you did mention the matter of fame, it gave her chills, but like the pillars of light thing, like really resonated with me. And I just have to say, like, to be honest, like I have been having dreams, the ones that I do remember, and they're not like for myself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm always doing extra, like, like it's almost like wasted energy in a way. And I feel like that totally, yeah, you're like, not yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's all. It's amazing, though, that that can happen. We can get caught up in the vortex of other people, you know, mm-hmm. and therefore, like, feel the disconnection. But man, that pillars of light thing, I'm definitely going to do that. I'm so like, you made my day. Thank you very much. Oh, cool. That we can ask for that kind of support and protection. And then I think our follow through is really believing that that mm-hmm. is possible and available to us, you know. But yeah, pillars of light. I mean, I just saw a visual of that and it was like, it's so powerful. So thank you. Yeah, awesome. Um, And as far as the introduction goes, um, I I work with plants a lot. I really like plants. Um, So... And I guess I'm I'm quite intuitive as well. I don't really have a practice in that. But um, yeah, I'm just kind of on my own journey. uh, And... I'm here to, um, just as Brennan was saying before, uh, just reconnect with the dream space and um, set my intention to have clearer dreams and um, more dream recall. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you again, Zoe. And um, yeah, I, I like uh, I like what both of you guys were kind of saying there, uh, Zoe, like your techniques with the pillars and stuff like that. I think that's really cool because so much of what I feel dreams are important are like part of the reason why they're important is because they, they help move us towards a space of like calling us into more creativity. So like oftentimes, uh, you know, like when it comes to dreaming, we'll want to like be able to like incubate our dreams. Maybe we'll practice daydreaming about something during the day and then we'll think about that while falling asleep. Or like you said, you're almost kind of like enacting a mini ritual, if you want to call it that, through the visualization of these pillars of light around your bed or the violet flame around your body, around your your fields. And I think what's really interesting for the dreaming, I'll just say this and we'll keep passing it around, is that with the the practice of dream exploration it's such an inconsistent thing that it creates that space for magic to be real and and what i mean by that is that you know with a lot of other things when it comes to like diet um when it comes to uh you know I, i guess that's a good example but usually there's like a science you know like you put something in and something comes out. There's a mathematical equation. There's a certain way in which things are expected to respond and react. Whereas with dreams, there's not the consistency of that. There's not one manual. There's not one definition of like what happens when you do certain things for dreaming. There is a science to dreams. There are esoteric sciences related to specific techniques that do help with dream recall and lucid dreaming practices. But at the same time, there is this additional additional 
opportunity for us to sort of create our own ceremonies, for us to create our own techniques, for us to create our own habits. And what may work for one person, maybe, you know, like not for everyone, but this is a great space for us to be able to share what does work for us. Um, so again, just as an example like this, an example could be, as Michelle was kind of alluding to, and Zoe, the idea of like inviting our guides to assist us with our dream process, which is something a lot of people wouldn't really think about doing. But sometimes the dream process, I find, and this is from my own experience, has a lot to do with the conversation that we're having with the universe. So if we're saying to the universe, hey, like I'm interested in dreams and I'm demonstrating this by writing them down, I'm demonstrating this by like, putting my intentional focus to them, then the universe is just like, oh, like they're starting to play the game. Let's send them some additional experiences. But until we sort of begin to show up for that conversation, the universe isn't but sometimes it does sometimes you know that can actually be a person's awakening where they might not be too big into dreaming and then one night they may have some sort of visceral lucid dream experience that could totally change their reality because within that one lucid dream suddenly they realize that the dream space has a moment that has a has a present moment equally as real if not more real than this one and then to them they're just like holy crap I thought dreams were just dreams. Why did that feel so real? Why did that feel more than real? And again, you know, it starts asking those questions. Um, so sometimes we have to understand that the dream space is sort of being there, there. There's there's another dimension to what is happening with the dream space that is kind of a mystery, but we are exploring it through our conversation. That I feel has a lot to do with what you can think of as your higher self or your daemon. Uh, the idea that like there is like another part of you, the part of you that can see beyond space and time that seems to be and this is again just a best guess in some form of like directorial position to control what dreams come to you at certain times mm -hmm. sort of thing so mm -hmm. like if you're not ready for it it won't come but if you demonstrate that you're asking for it or again going back to the idea of asking your guides for assistance it creates a conversation and then things start happening so it's one of those things where like if you don't believe it but if you want to bring your belief into it then use that. Essentially, it's about creating whatever road works for you. And, and those roads can come through conversations. Those roads can come through habits. Those roads can come through like whatever magic you want to bring into your own practice. So um, yeah, the, the, the uncertainty of dream practice creates the space for more magic to occur, I, I feel, is one way to explain it. Um, Zoe, did you want to reply to anything on that? I know you got your microphone open um, if you wanted to or... So no I just I just forgot to mute it. Um, no but okay. but for sharing that, that was awesome. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, awesome. Okay, um, let's keep passing the talking stick around. And again, guys, yeah, like I'd love to hear about some of your experiences of like what techniques work for you. You know, like is there a certain thing you think about while falling asleep? Um, this is something I, I'll do sometimes where I'll fall asleep imagining myself with like wings like actual like angel wings off my back and like imagining what it feels like to have those as a creative practice as a practice of like fueling my imagination because again like i think it's about um the more we practice using our imagination the more that can become fuel and like an artistic palette within our dream space but if i like fall asleep while well thinking about flying in a very visceral detailed way where i'm like feeling every single senses you know i'm feeling what what does the air feel like? What do the muscles of my wings feel like, which aren't physically there, but they're there my imagination? What does like the smell of the air taste like? You know, like, um, yeah, what does the smell of the air smell like? Uh, all these different 
layers to our imagination can sort of fuel uh, the vividness that we bring into the dream space as we go into it. Um, but again, I'd love to hear more about what you guys have to share and any dream experiences that you guys have had, any crazy experiences. Um, there's a small experience that I want to share, which was interesting that happened a few nights ago. And uh, I'll share that once we get to it. But in the meantime, let's keep passing and talking stick around. So for whoever would like to introduce themselves next, please feel free to unmute your microphone and we'll pass the talking stick over to you. And it uh, looks like Steve's on that one. So Steve, welcome to Dream Class and uh, pass the talking stick and go right ahead, brother. How you doing? Good, I'm man. Steve. I'm from New Jersey. Wonderful, sweet New Jersey. And uh, well, I've been a, you know, kind of, I guess, following you for about three years now. And I haven't really spoken up, but just like taking it all in. And I guess I've been on my own little journey here. And finally, I feel like I have a clear mind and I'm able to process everything that's happened over the past God 10 years. Like what the hell has happened? And, um, well lately, um, maybe like a week ago, I had this really strange dream, but I think it was where I'm going and what's going on. And I hate to ramble on here, but well, first of all, I like to stress the importance of sleep. I used to not sleep too much, but, um, well, This dream, right? Nobody probably wants to hear it, but it was really strange. Um, I was in this factory, and I, I have a lot of dreams where I'm, I'm in buildings with lots of doors and lots of floors, and I don't really ever know where I'm going, but I'm going, and it, it's just like one door leads to another, blah, 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 blah. But um, so I'm in this factory. And it's a factory filled with all these different inventions and prototypes. And I start to realize that these are all ideas and inventions that I've kind of had in my head or things that interest me. And so I go to go into this elevator and it turns into a turnstile that just starts spinning like a thousand miles an hour. And finally, when I get out of it, there's like eight different doors I can go through. Finally, when I get through it, I'm, I'm not alone in this dream. I went somebody else in my past, which is strange. And the whole time I'm like holding on to this person's hand so we don't get separated. That could be a whole different thing. But um, so I make it through this door and I see all these different like prototypes, these inventions. And I, I realize that, that this is going to be what's going to belong to me in the future. Um, but at the same time, I'm stuck in this factory and I realize all of a sudden I can't get out. So what I think that it was, was that all the devices of my own mind, everything that I created was holding me captive. So my whole point was to escape this factory of my own devices. It sounds like Hotel California or something. So I end up like stealing this motorcycle. I'm like getting the fuck out of there. I'm sorry, I can't curse on here, right? <laughs> and, and I escaped, you know, but escaping myself, everything that I, I do to hold myself back. I don't know. I think it's about like blind faith, like the possibility that anything's possible, you know, and doing what's right for yourself, if anything. So I don't know. That's about all I have to say, Brandon. I appreciate everything you do here. And uh, thank you. Awesome. Much. Thank you. Thank you as well, man. And, and, you know, I, I just want to, cause, cause it's interesting what you said there and, and it just caught my attention uh, in addition to your dream. And thank you for sharing that. But it was kind of like, you, you just kind of said it just nonchalantly and you're just kind of like this idea of like, 
be like I, like I want to talk about my dream but like maybe nobody's interested in it kind of thing which I think is like an interesting thing of like a society programming that we've sort of and again I'm not like trying to point you out I'm just kind of pointing out a pro, like a thing that we do in society where people are kind of like left into the space of like feeling um, that our dreams are like not worth talking about out loud and that we like should always keep them to ourselves and and so i mean i uh, i think in that sense and steve just dropped out for whatever reason i think it's just a glitch but again you know for steve and for anybody uh you know i i think it's i think it's really powerful for us to be able to feel empowered to be able to talk about our dreams um and and again you know it's not just the idea of like what talking about our dreams like may mean to another person but it's also about developing the habit of like that recall process and sometimes we're, we're when we go through the process of like talking about a dream it may actually like trigger a part of the remembrance uh as well as to like maybe something that wasn't currently within our immediate focus or immediate attention as well so yeah you know like i think this space and, and what it is that we're doing is a, an awesome space to be able to say like hey like let's sort of shift that paradigm of feeling as if talking about our dreams is, is not something that we should be doing. Let's do it. Let's talk about our dreams because I think that's how we learn because I know some people who tune into this have, have very, very, very interesting dreams. And we all have very, very interesting dreams, but like, you know, there are some people and, and they're having like dreams again of like, and, 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 and again, like, I don't want people to feel bad because they're like, Oh, my dreams aren't like that. But you get like some people and they're having dreams of like going to like other star systems and they're going to planets and they're connecting with like galactic family and things like that. I'm very, very interested in, in, in the reality of uh, what those dreams are reflecting um, in a sense. So uh, yeah, Steve, thank you again. And uh, we'll, we'll hear from Steve in a bit. I'm sure we'll jump back in, but uh, yeah, let's keep passing the, the talk and stick around and uh, we'll get some more introductions as we keep moving along here. So um, whoever would like to introduce themselves next, please feel free. Uh, I was going to say, okay, Michele, I'm going to pass the talk and stick over to you and I'm going to mute myself. So go right ahead. Can you hear me? My name is Michaela. I'm 21. I am from Rhode Island, the United States. And I actually kind of have more of like a question for everyone out here. I have been having lucid dreams since I was like three years old. I still vividly remember my first lucid dream where I like went outside in my backyard and I just started flying and I was like, whoa. So ever since then, I was just having like amazing, really interactive dreams where I could do whatever I wanted. And I just realized, you know, like, whoa, there's something going on here. And growing up over the years, I never really knew anyone that was like me, that had dreams like me. So it was really hard to talk about these things. But I now, ever since I started smoking weed when I was like, I don't know, 15, 16 years old, I stopped having lucid dreams entirely. So I'm just curious if anyone out there has had the same experience. I've recently cut down on smoking and I barely smoke at all anymore. And I'm starting to actually be able to at least recall my dreams 
because I stopped recalling my dreams entirely on top of not having lucid dreams anymore. So yeah, I'm just curious if anyone has had this experience with smoking or if anyone has had lucid dreams for a long period of time in their life and then just stopped having them entirely and maybe gotten them back because I'm really trying to get my lucid dreams back again. That's a that's a that's great a great question. I'm just gonna question. I'm just gonna mute you while I'm responding to that. And if you just have headphones, you want to plug in in the meantime. Feel free to do that. Um, but yeah, like that 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 question is is that topic is something that usually comes up within every broadcast because I feel it's something that for people who maybe haven't heard it, it's worth being reminded reminded of the idea that cannabis has the potential to affect dream recall and it's not going to be the exact same for everyone and and i think that is part of what's interesting about it is that like why does it affect some people differently but from my own experiences and i know from a lot of other people is that like yes like smoking cannabis does affect dream recall and i feel that like if I were to hypothesize part of why that happens, it seems to me as if like cannabis and, and passing a talking stick over to anybody else who wants to jump in on this as well. Um, cannabis is like literally when we smoke it, when we ingest it, the energy that cannabis is that it is like releasing is like this like raw creative energy. Um, and, and it's interesting because I don't, you don't like normally think of cannabis like that. Sometimes it's super chill and everything, but sometimes like you smoke cannabis and it brings up this creativity. You're just like, oh, like I want to create, like I want to do something. And some people will ride that different ways, right? So like if you don't have, have a creative outlet to that creativity, sometimes it's just like keeping like a bottle cap on. And then like that kind of creates like this like reverse effect um, that in uh that I mean, that's kind of a different conversation itself. But what what I think is is what is happening is that like when we smoke cannabis, it is like using up almost like a vital energy of our creative like our creative pool that kind of like refreshes itself every day. So that sometimes like if we like you can almost imagine that there's like this like creative energy in the background of our psyche in the background, you know, almost think of it as like a something related to like chemistry with the brain or the pineal gland but like throughout the day that like creative energy is like slowly kind of like accumulating and accumulating and accumulating and then like at night if we haven't smoked that creative energy is vital for like being able to maintain a stronger bandwidth connection a stronger signal connection between ourselves and the dream space so if we're smoking during the day then we're kind of like depleting that energy early on and not to say that like there won't be more of it because there is like almost like an infinite abundance of creative energy that you can tap into but from my own experience like i know that if i smoke cannabis and then like within if I don't smoke cannabis within 24 hours, I'll be able to remember my dreams. So literally like for, for me, it's, it's, it's a, it's a choice. And, it, and this is where I honor cannabis because it is teaching us about willpower as well. And there's a big discussion here about like, you know, how cannabis is actually serving culture as well as how it is actually detrimentally um, in some ways like preventing the expansion of our consciousness because it is in some ways disconnecting us from our dreams for those of us who wish to put that path into focus but again you know like with uh with cannabis like it really comes down to do i want to choose to kind of like tap into an extra level of creative energy during the day or do I want to kind of save that precious fluid if we want to almost think about that like a pool of energy to use during my dream recall at night so again it's like 
that's what I feel is the hard part for a lot of people is that their dreams aren't certain. And because of that, they, they find it hard to commit to not smoking weed because they don't know what their dreams might be. But if someone came up to you and said like, hey, tonight you're going to dream about flying and it's going to be a very, very awesome lucid dream, then people would be like, the thing you have to do to experience it is not smoke weed today. Then for some people be like, okay, yeah, like that's cool. Like I, I know I can do that. But since we don't know what our dreams are going to be every night, um, it can be very hard for us to balance that moderation within ourselves and to easily justify choosing to smoke cannabis um, during the day instead. Because again, you know, we're humans, we're creatures of habit. We're constantly sort of like looking for that instant gratification and cannabis is like one way to do that. And again, so I think there is a time and a place for cannabis. Um, but in terms of like actively trying to develop deeper dream recall, uh, part of the path is like cutting back on cannabis or removing it entirely or just like dramatically changing your habits with it. Um, and yeah, and again, that's from personal experience as well. But um, yeah, 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 if we want to talk a little bit about cannabis and lucid dreaming, we can and we can always get back to that topic a bit later. Because again, I feel a lot of people within the conscious community circles obviously are going to be prone to potentially working with cannabis. And sometimes people just haven't really heard that. They're just like, yeah, like I don't remember my dreams. Do you smoke cannabis every day? Yeah, I do. Well, that could be part of it. So again, sometimes we just kind of like need to be reminded. We're just like, okay, yeah. So if you're looking to use the, use the, the, like the, uh, the, the ability or, or the, the potential for awesome dreams to help encourage you to cut back on cannabis. So I've talked about this before, but like fall in love with the potential of your dreams and, and practice that as like a sense of like honoring them. So by not smoking during the day, you're creating incubation for honoring your dreams at night and the universe sees that. And so you're like, good, you chose not to smoke today because you chose to show up for your dreams tonight. Therefore, here's an interesting dream kind of thing. So, but at the same time, if you're just like, I don't care about my dreams. I'm just going to get high. Then the universe is just like, all right, like that's the choice they're making. And maybe they're not like, maybe we're not going to send something super, super epic until they get a little bit more quote unquote serious uh, about it. And, and, and again, you know, like that's the thing with, with dream exploration is that it takes a degree of focus, willpower, vigilance, seriousness. And that's why a lot of people in today's day and age don't have a connection with their dreams. Not to say that they aren't dedicated people, but they just aren't putting the dedication towards the practice of the dream recall. And again, like this is where the conversation of this comes into place because what would happen if more people started becoming aware of what dreams could offer them? Um, but yeah, let's keep passing talking, stick around. Any discussion that you guys want to talk about related to dream recall and cannabis, because they do go hand in hand. And uh, Michaela, sorry, I think I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Uh, go ahead. Michaela, you're, you're Michaela. Michaela, you're close. <laughs> Okay, cool. If you want to say anything, you want to say anything, anything. Not going. Um, yeah, I was just wondering, like, if you guys have any like tactics for gaining back lucid dreaming, because, like I said, I have not had a lucid dream for like probably the past five years, and it's driving me crazy. Which is why I've recently stopped smoking because I was actually smoking to sleep because I've had 
horrible insomnia for years, but I'm actually able to go to sleep now after like cutting TV out and cutting off time on my phone. I used to spend so much time on my phone and I realized like how much that has been affecting me and affecting my sleeping patterns. And now I'm exercising and eating right. So it's actually a lot easier for me to sleep now. And I'm actually remembering my dreams now, which is amazing because I couldn't even remember my dreams before when I was smoking. But now next step is gaining back lucid dreaming. So if you guys have any like methods or anything that you'd like to share, that would be awesome. I have a weird intuition. Yeah. How's your diet? Is your diet? Are you are you very clean with what the foods you're eating? Oh, you're muted. Hold on. Yeah, sorry, had Michaela. Go ahead. You can unmute yourself. I just had to mute you for your <laughs> feedback. Go ahead. I said I am a vegan and I eat very well. I eat organic. I eat some GMOs, but very rarely, like probably a few times a week. But I eat mostly like salads and smoothies. I drink plenty of water. Yeah, no, that's the only thing that I would say. Raising your vibrational frequency in general. You know what I mean? And like you said, like you do yoga and or if you exercise. So if you're keeping that very clear, I don't know, Skull, what do you think about lucid dreaming? You're probably more yeah. You guys hear me? Terrence, go go ahead. Do you want to reply on the topic at hand? Go right for it. Well, no, I just wanted to intro myself. Okay, okay. Um, let me just reply to this and then we'll we'll go around the circle uh with ongoing introductions. So yeah, okay. okay. I didn't know um, I think I'm the last one though. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no worries, man. We'll uh, pass it over to you next. That's cool. All right. Um, cool. Yeah. Okay. So just uh, real quick, because again, we can expand on this a little bit more. And uh, yeah, we just went through the eleven eleven Stargate. So, whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, bonus points. Uh, okay. So yeah, there's a few things that relate to like what. I mean, again, you know, let's think about what it is that we're trying to do. We're trying to create like uh, a, a vessel that is good for being able to interact with the dream space. So kind of as like Michelle was talking about, like that's where step one, like pay attention to like what you're putting into your body. Cause that is going to uh, affect your ability to sort of like receive these messages and these signals and, and this communication main matrix with our dreams. So yeah, like diet, not smoking cannabis, those are the things that's going to help. Beyond that, it's really coming down to habits and it's really coming down to practice. So um, obvious things would be writing down your dreams through a dream journal. So Michaela, if you're not doing that, that would be like step one is what writing, is down, your writing down your dreams. What is it about writing down your dreams? Because yeah. I've heard yeah. so many people say that, but when I get up in the middle of the night, I feel like if I start writing stuff down, like I'm just going to wake myself up, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, um, and um, it, it is, it is like one part that is like really at the core of being able to get further into the dream recall process. Um, so it's like writing down your dreams, doing reality checks and meditation. Those three things, those three things are like really kind of like these three core pillars for being able to remember lucid dreaming. But yes, being able to write down your dreams is about being able to develop your recall process, which continues to grow as you practice this. So if you wake up in the middle of the night and you have something to remember into writing down your dreams, like writing down your dreams is kind of a multifaceted technique that requires you to set things out ahead of time. So that means you have to preemptively prepare to write down your dreams by having 
a journal set aside ahead of time and ideally have a journal just for dreaming because that will just like help keep you focused on it instead of your notes getting lost within a notebook of other things and have it right next to your bed. And then I know I've talked about this before in, in other broadcasts. And again, I'm saying this to myself because I'm not, I'm not like, an, believe me guys, like I'm not like an expert in lucid dreaming. I'm aware of like the techniques and stuff, but I'm in the everyman boat just as much as you are in terms of like still being able to develop these habits so that I can earn this for myself ongoingly. But from my own experience as well, having a book for your dreams to write down is very important. And then the correlating aspect with that is to know that when you wake up from a dream, understand that your dreams are like your, your, your connection with your dream memory is, is a very fragile thread. You can almost think of it as like a cord. And so if you move your body and you get up suddenly that cord disconnects and then you won't be able to remember your dreams in the same way. So the way how to keep that cord connected while writing down your dreams or recalling them or talking them into your phone as an audio device is to be able to like keep as still as possible and also to not be like shining light in your eyes. So like even if you wake up and you write down your dreams, don't wake up, check your phone, then write down your dreams go right to writing down your dreams. If you check your phone, the light from that can like literally sort of like shift some of the chemical compounds, which can affect your recall as well. But yeah, in a very simple way, um, having that book right next to you for when you wake up and setting your ceremony and your ritual to not get up right away and write down your dreams first thing in the morning, even if it's just like little tiny details, even if it's just how you feel, that develops the ongoing process to be able to remember them more so it's one of those things where like in the first week it may just be reminding remembering like one thing from your dream but then you repeat this and you repeat this and you repeat this and it helps you get deeper into the dream recall process another technique that i'll just add into this and again um anybody else jumping on this and we'll pass the talk instagram for more introductions in a second um is to practice doing uh like a recall meditation uh, a retrospective meditation at the end of the day. And what I mean by this is that at the end of the day, sit on your bed before you go to sleep and literally practice thinking about everything you did that day going backwards to the moment you sat down and started meditating. So you can say like, okay, like I'm sitting here meditating before I did that. I got some water in the kitchen before I did that. I was like getting ready to go to the kitchen before I did that. I took my dog out for a walk before I did that. I ate dinner before I did that. I was working on stuff earlier in the day da, 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 all the way back with as much detail as possible to the beginning of your day, potentially even further if that works for you, because that practice of doing that retrospective memory recall correlates to the dream recall as well so like as you sort of get in the habit of doing this with your waking life it becomes easier to do it with your dream practice as well so having that dream journal is key reading your dream journal uh like the next day and sort of being reminded knowing that every word that you put in there is like a hyperlink for more concepts for your imagination to remember kind of thing and i'll just kind of i've said this before because it just kind of makes sense and i was just alluding to it earlier but again you can almost think of like our dream memory, when we forget our dreams, it's not like they literally disappear. It's just our connection to that memory that becomes disconnected. So you can almost think as like, we're here, we're sitting here. And then above our head is like a cloud. And that cloud is like the dream recall memory. 
And then there's like a golden cord between our current consciousness and that cloud. Yet that is a very delicate cord. And then if we get up and we stand up right away, that cord can disconnect. So we have to be understanding that that cord is very, very fragile. And, and part of the reason for that is because, again, dating when you're still, when you're in that space, when you're just waking up, when you're in that like hypnagogic space, you're still kind of between two worlds. And so like, that's where you kind of want to be as you're getting into the process of writing down your dreams and intentionally recalling them uh, as well. So yeah, just being able to understand um, like part of like the dynamics of what is happening when you're waking up from a dream and the technique of the intentionally recalling it and writing it down and like a muscle, it will grow over time. So a week, two weeks, a month, your dreams will continue to become more detailed and your your recall will be continue to become more detailed and the conversation that you're having with the consciousness of the universe will actually evolve and the consciousness of the universe will be like oh good they're intentionally paying attention let's start sending them more so it's almost as if like the crazy whacked out dreams don't come to us until we're ready to receive them kind of thing um go ahead michaela if you want to say anything on that you're just muted right now so if you want to double check Go ahead. You're good. Okay, cool. Um, okay, I uh, I know there's some quite some comments in the chat. Did anybody else want to jump in on that? I'm, I mean, I'm sure you guys got some other insight on again, just kind of like general lucid dreaming techniques, or we can always get into more later. Um, if not, da, 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 um, mm, mm. So, okay, we'll keep passing it around and we'll go around with uh, introductions and stuff. Jared, go ahead, do a do a microphone check now just before we go on to introductions again. We'll just check for you. Jared, try a microphone check real quick. Not getting anything at the moment, Jared. Um, no, nothing's coming through right now, Jared. So just letting you know. Okay, cool. Um, so with that said, we'll keep passing the talking stick around. And again, for those of you who may be in the live chat on YouTube, please feel free to uh, put in any tips that you may have for people who are working on being able to remember their dreams or dream recall or anything of that nature. Um, I'll do my best to be able to try and catch up with the comments, though understand that I may not be able to get all of them. But again, just thank you for being here. And yes, um, Jared, okay, Jared has something to say, but I don't think his microphone's working. Jared, try one more time, and then we're just going to pass it over to Terrence for ongoing introductions. So, Jared, we're just creating a moment here if you want to try testing your microphone again. Okay, I'm not sure. Yeah, so nothing's coming through right now, Jared. It may be, you might just have to rejoin and join, so sorry about that. Um, okay, Terrence, if you're there, we'll uh, pass the talking stick over to you. And again, just with introductions, a little bit about uh, just your name, where you're from, and what brings you to Dream Class. So, Terrence, if you're there, go right ahead and welcome. Okay, thank you. Hello, um, Terrence Lamont Bellows, and I am. Uh, I've been studying metaphysics for like nine nine-ish years, um, and actually dreams uh, were the, uh, I, I actually uh, came to the study while I started pursuing it, um, so finding a group of people who studied dreams and who also studied other things, metaphysics and different things like that, and actually interpret dreams, I do that, uh, organization is called the School of Metaphysics, 
And so some of the things that you were saying were very resonant with what I've been doing for um, my time is my dreams, making sure that I'm concentrated and focused on that. And that the notebook that I use is just my dream notebook. It's by my bed, not using your phone, keeping the light off. A lot of different things uh, that help remember dreams, um, things that I haven't ever used myself necessarily, but they work for other people. Um, I've always had a pretty good ability to remember my dreams without really necessarily. Um, it's just something that just flowed to me and I started to interpret them. And that's where my consciousness shifts uh, started to, to happen in a different way than what they were happening uh, and what was happening with me before, where I was already shifting. Like a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of you guys were having different kinds of shifts in your own mind in different ways. Um, and then whenever I started to interpret dreams, I was able to uh, effectively further and understanding who I am. So I, I love the fact that I did uh, find this. I don't even know anything really what's going on, to tell you the truth. Um, I just somehow on Facebook, I set my alert for uh, live Um you know, just to catch live stuff because I'm doing things live myself and I'm just checking out what else is going on. I've called the, uh, we are valuable media. And so I have a page and a group that I'm uh, administrator on CEO and, and chief and basically just a leader. And we do videos, we do personal videos. Um, so this is very resonant with where I am, with where I'm moving, with what I'm trying to create with myself. So it's just great that I found you guys. So I really appreciate the fact that y'all are doing this. I think it's awesome. And I'll keep up with you now and I'll keep trying to you know, find my way to come back. Yeah. So I just appreciate the opportunity. Um, a lot of the things that y'all are saying, drugs and um, you know marijuana in general and just other kinds of drugs too can be, a, you know, something I can speak on. I can speak on all different kinds of skills and things like that to help remember your dreams and also interpreting them and helping you move your forward through greater dream understanding. I think I can help with that. And I'd love to hear some more things that I've never heard before and get some education myself. Awesome, man. Dude, thank you so much for, for joining. And I'm glad that the uh, synchronicity of the universe brought us uh, brought us into this angle together. So, um, Terrence, I was, I was just going to ask, can you just uh, just clarify the page that you're adminning? If you just want to plug that, go go right ahead. It's called We Are Valuable Media. Thank you. And uh, so what we do is we make what I'm calling the video. Sorry, can, can, you, can you say that again? Just because oh, yeah. I, I didn't hear it my connection my computer sucks um we are valuable media okay. facebook and a little bit on youtube but i really haven't branched out into youtube yet we really have been focusing our attention on facebook go and check out that page and like i said we do uh different videos people who are helping me and it's interesting that um myself and jared are here and uh I remember the other gentleman's name, Scott, I think it was his name, but I've noticed that women are more um, attuned to this type of uh, thinking. So I'm not mm -hmm. surprised that there's you know, more women than, than men, which is good because I, like I said, I have four women who are helping me and I haven't really been able to find a, a, a male to stick with it. Interesting little journey for myself, but we do videos. We talk about things that we think are, basically it's things that we understand ourselves you know it's like a, a mini class we may do a five minute video it might be a 30 minute video we take on different subjects subconsciousness some of the people are rns um two of the ladies are rns one of them is a doctor in metaphysics and i'm studying to uh 
quantum physics right now as well. But I just wanted to use my voice. I noticed that there was a lot on Facebook that was like just super negative. And so I decided that I would, you know, want to use my voice to bring in lightning energy, uh, more focus. And so one of the things I've also learned with the School of Metaphysics is uh, concentration. So for memory, do different things like do something very simple like watch a clock i know there's not a lot of clocks around anymore but if you ever you find a clock with a second hand just watch that second hand for as long as you can just put all your attention upon it and also do something super simple just stare at the tip of your finger uh, there's like some really simple ways of just using your attention and um that really f- feeds your ability to remember your dreams and also uh, to have a better memory in general um, can you, I'm sorry, is your name Brendan or Brandon? Yeah, Brendan's fine. Yep. Brendan. Okay. Um, what you were saying about, uh, water, I've heard that you can like set a cup of water by your, your, uh, table and, um, you know, in your room right by your bed or something like that and drink that before, right before you go to sleep when you wake up and that helps to kind of align yourself as well. Your dream down. Um, but there's just a lot of things, man. I'm just really excited to be here. Um, I don't want to talk a lot. I do want to listen as well, but I just wanted to make sure I got a chance to introduce myself. Awesome. Awesome, man. Yeah. I think, uh, I think even just what you're saying there definitely helps us sort of hopscotch jump into a lot of interesting topics in terms of like other ways of how we can interact with dreams and being able to remember and yeah again you know like when i was listening kind of those three i referred to them as pillars the idea of writing down your dreams meditation and reality checks the intention behind meditation is really to practice developing your focus is to practice keeping your focus on one place at one time because that is um very that is like just like a broad thing that comes in handy when being able to keep focus on like our imagination it comes with being able to keep focus on like our breath when we may perhaps become lucid in a dream because uh as those of you are familiar sometimes you can become lucid in a dream and it can become like so kind of present that it can almost wake you up so sometimes you need to like practice like being able to focus on your breath as a way to anchor yourself into a calmness that you can use to prevent yourself from waking up um but yeah i'd love to terrence i'd love to be able to hear more about any other practical tips that you may have um related to the dream exploration process uh as we keep going along here because no doubt you know like the beautiful thing about this is that people have been studying dreams for you know eons and eons and uh yeah within like some of the ancient texts there's there's a lot of information just related to practical tips that are still very relevant today which again is kind of what i refer to as the uh esoteric science and that is kind of like these patterns that if you bring them into your habits they will work so um other things that i'll just mention real quick and and again um i think we can kind of i think jared may be able to jump in in a minute and stuff and and anybody else who wants to introduce themselves we can do that but at this point we're just kind of opening up the conversation just to let it go where it needs to but again just keeping in mind that this is all just practice let's get some information out there create educational content for the people listening to this as ways for them to not only be able to be entertained but for them to be able to incorporate incorporate practical concepts into their practices but what i was going to say because i was just kind of reading this within the chat some other things that we want to keep note on and, and Terrence, I'll pass it over to you if you want to just bounce off any of these um, is uh, again, 
awareness of sexual energy. That is a huge topic uh, for men. That is, uh, I, I, it's hard for me to say like how much it is the same for men and women in terms of uh, the, the production for men. This is something I've talked about before, but again, it's always worth bringing up again. When you're reading about like a lot of esoteric teachings, they'll say if you're interested in like astral projection, you really have to work on the cultivation of the sexual energy, the seminal fluid, the elixir of life, if you want to think about it that way, because that fluid literally kind of like starts at the root, goes up the spine into our brain in, in a way. And so like that in itself is almost like a lubricant for like spiritual connectivity, if you want to kind of try and explain it that way. But yeah, like cultivation of sexual energy is... um a key component in being able to not only have more vivid dreams, but also being able to work towards the steps of lucid, uh, like astral projection as well. And we can explain maybe astral projection. I'd be curious to ask you guys what your definition of astral projection is um, as well. And um, there are some other techniques that uh, Narwa was just mentioning within the YouTube chat, uh, even related to perfumes, um, like not having perfumes or colognes, uh like on the body um again because like your skin is the biggest organ and stuff like that so like subtle things that you're putting on your body can have an effect on your dream uh recall as well um yeah just being able to like remove like stressors from your environment that may inhibit your ability to get into REM so yeah really creating like a sacred space for you to sleep uh is very very important as well but again um yeah, let's let's keep bouncing around. Uh, Terrence, I think you were going to jump in a moment ago. So I'll just pass the talking stick over to you. And again, any other techniques that you think people should be aware of, you know, especially yeah. for those that are, who are new or perhaps a little bit more experienced? Yeah, so that I think that those a couple of those things that you're saying, are, I think, are yeah, I absolutely agree with actually most everything you said. Um, the too, so I didn't mention that, but I'm, I'm studying and I'm teaching and I'm using the uh, we are valuable media as a kind of an outlet uh, for myself to continue to teach and to stretch and reach out and to more people. And I think I would like to talk to you, Brandon, more. Um, I understand what you guys have going on because I think you're doing what I want to do. Pretty certain you are. What the beginning of the whole thing is, is, I mean, yeah, realizing that we aren't physical only, right? Uh, a reality. You know, we're soul or even triple. You can look at it, soul and spirit being separated and then also physical. Um, so we have this, you know, reality of who we are and we need to understand this. As are on this, but my main focus with the reason why I'm even doing any of this is because I want. And uh, the, the ways that I under, what I've come to understand is that we all are able to evolve. I guess you guys have probably been noticing the type stuff that's been going on you know scientists have been finding stuff like what they found earlier you know those seven planets orbiting a, a star like the sun uh seven planets like the earth i don't know if you guys noticed that or not so we're getting closer and closer to the time when i think we're going to be uh um, you know with some other uh, beings out there so i think that's going to be really interesting so preparing yourself for that is something i think is is part of this as well um, but then just preparing yourself to kind of open your your reality, to expand your consciousness, understand who you really are, to understand that soul, to understand that spirit, to understand the mind and know that, you know, that's our true reality. And so I, one of my teachers does say, like, I think I heard uh, Brendan say earlier that this is the dream. You know, what we're doing right now is the dream. You know, when we're asleep, that's like the real 
you know, world, so to speak. That's the reality uh, where we can fly and do all these other different things that, you know, that are really, you know, helping us to be able to realize the truth of our connection with the creator. Consciousness is what I think dreams are about. And so you got those steps, concentration, using your mind, focusing, you know, using your mind in different ways and focusing your attention because you're powerful. You know, we're all super powerful and we can realize that through and moving into different uses of the mind, like visualization. Yeah, it's just really, yeah, it's just really So I think those basics, understanding, you know, just kind of where you are right now and understanding yourself as a spirit and a soul. Awesome, man. Yeah, again, you know, going back to the the whole axiom of know thyself and yeah, like dreams, again, you know, I that's, they're they're so fundamental they're so key and that's exactly why we're having this conversation because i think when we begin to understand more about the dreams we begin to understand more about our potential within this reality again as to how like we can help co-create this dream and uh it comes through just like expanding and stepping into a broader understanding of who we are and uh again our potential within this reality as i keep saying but yeah it's dreams are like gate to being able to connect with like the ultra multidimensional degrees of intelligence that exists within this universe. And, and I'll just say this and I'll pass it over to Michaela. Um, again, you know, like what I find is really interesting is that like we, and especially just kind of to Terrence, what you were saying yesterday with like the discovery of the exoplanets and how NASA made that big announcement. We as man, we're constantly doing this. We're constantly like trying to expand outwards and we're seeking the stars. And I think that's normal because that is like the above as much as the below is the process of going inwards. So for some people, all they may focus on is going out into space. But like for other people, those of us who kind of like seek that additional route, know that going out into space isn't the like, you know, to find extraterrestrial life. It's not just about going out into space. It's also about going into the inner spaces because going into us, literally, when you start to realize that like inside of us is like a portal to the to the hive mind to the collective consciousness to this ultra dimensional ultra ultra spiritual realm if you want to use that term jp spears um but uh yeah you know like it's uh it's something um that with dreaming i i for me I am able to comprehend it a little bit more when I start to thinking when I start thinking of dreams almost as uh, something that was intentionally put together. Like it, it is not dreams are not a side effect. Dreams are like a meticulous design as to how the soul and how the spirit is capable of existing within this reality, where it may be able to a be on a physical planet, yet b be able to still connect with the grander scheme of the cosmos um, in that sense. So when we start to realize that like our bodies are actually almost like these advanced technological biomechanical spaceships, then we start asking questions of what are they designed and what are they capable of doing? You know, what are they created for? And I feel a big part of that is to like be here on earth while still being connected to the bigger parts of ourselves, call it galactic family, call it galactic council, call it, you know, visiting other star systems. But again, when I think you start to understand dreams is when you start to look at the potentials of what can happen. For some people, their dreams may be relatively mundane, and that's okay. 
everybody's at their own place along their journey for whatever reason that they need to be there at that time. But when you start hearing about people again, who are like having dreams and they're literally intentionally capable of traveling to other planets of traveling to other dimensions and it's to the point where it's not just um you know a figment of their imagination but there's actually like a different texture to it that is actually much more visceral um where it, it again it brings into the conversation the idea of everything within your dream is a reflection of you everything is holographic everything is a reflection of your subconscious but is that the full story are there parts of the dream where the conversations that we may be having may actually be halved? Maybe, maybe we're having them with another intelligent conscious entity that is capable, capable of interfacing its consciousness within the dream space. Are there higher degrees of consciousness where they can literally see where it'd be like, oh, okay, Brendan's asleep right now. Let me go talk to him now that he's in the dream space. So we almost can think of the dream space as almost like the internet, you know, where anybody can be anywhere, but we log into it. And once we're in the internet, we can all connect. So every time that we go to dream, we kind of go into the shared space. And that's the space where not only we can connect with each other, and that's where you get into the concept of shared dreaming, but other degrees of intelligent conscious entities are actually capable of interacting with us. And this is something that I said before, and I'll just say this here and I'll pass it over. I think Michaela might want to jump in in a second. But the idea that disclosure is happening within our dreams. So I think that is a very, very powerful idea. Again, you know, people are like, where are the aliens? Where are the aliens? Meanwhile, hundreds and thousands of people are having dreams where they're like making contact with entities within their dreams. And it is still a mystery. And I'm not saying we have the answers, but I'm saying we have the experiences. So let's talk about them, explore them and start mapping out a bigger understanding of uh, not only what's happening here, but what could be happening and what can happen. Um, Michaela, did you want to jump in on anything? And if so, go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, I was just going to say, I'd love to open this conversation to extraterrestrial life. So this is great what we've got going on here right now. And I was curious of anyone on here who's had any experiences, any dreams. I know you guys probably have a lot of things that you want to talk about, and I would love to hear it because this is my favorite subject. But I also want to say, I think Jacqueline wanted to introduce herself. She said that in the chat a while ago, so I just want to give her a chance to speak if she wants to introduce herself. Perfect. Okay. Thank you. Yes, Michaela, for helping wingman that. And we'll do that. We'll pass it over to uh, Jacqueline. And we also have Jared. So Jared, hold on tight. We're going to pass it over to Jacqueline and then we'll get uh, the introductions back on course and we'll keep bouncing around with the conversation. So, um, and Sabrina is, I think Sabrina was saying I have related to the idea of uh, dreams with like aliens and stuff like that quote-unquote aliens you know us in other forms um yeah okay so Jacqueline did you want to just unmute your microphone and we'll make sure that we can hear you okay hello can you hear me yeah it sounds okay sweet all right so awesome. Jacqueline welcome back to dream class and Hi. again just... you actually said my name right that's awesome uh, yeah well Michaela kind of did it for me so. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so welcome. Just your name, where you're from, and what brings you to Dream Class, and anything else you want to add in at this point, please feel free and go right ahead. All right. Well, I'm Jacqueline. Um, I'm from Houston, Texas, so over here in the U.S. Um, I finally joined. I had finally had the guts to hang out, um, thanks to my awesome new sister, Ashley, 
So I want to shout out to Ashley right now, if she's listening. <laughs> um, but uh, I've been following you, Brendan, since um, I think it was 11-11 last year. So that's pretty cool. You know, synchronicities there. Um, uh, just a little bit about me, I guess, since this is my first time on here. Um, I love to write. Um, and uh, about the cannabis, um, I really think that smoking cannabis really helps me personally writing my flow, you know, whenever um, I, I really can't think of something that, that really just kind of helps me write. And um, I actually prefer writing on paper, you know, versus the computer. So I don't know if anyone else is like that. Um, I like to actually, to actually physically touch the paper. So that's just something I wanted to say. Um, and uh, I'm a cancer, so um, I'm a bit of a hermit. I like to hang out with my kitties. I don't know if you see my kitty right there. That's Spaz. Um, and I also have a boss. He's my other kitty. Um, and uh, with my awakening, I just I really want to get out of my shell. Um, so uh, just recently, I started <laughs> this like little alter ego character, I guess, uh, called Scribe Kitty, um, where I want to share my writing, my poetry. Um, I want to you know, give out my proofreading services, you know, tutoring and writing, because I, I, I always wanted to be a teacher, so that's, you know, something I, I feel strongly about. Um, and, I, you know, I, uh, I, I want to also invite the idea of, you know, trade and barter, you know, because that's something I feel uh, we should really try to shift towards. So if we're talking shifting things, that's, you know, something I want to kind of throw out there. So if anyone, you know, wanted to trade services or need me to proofread anything, I, I really have an eye for that. So, um, but I, I kind of feel like kids don't want to write anymore, you know, with all the technology and, um, you know, like I said, I like to write things down first. It helps me flow, you know, versus typing. Uh, so I don't want the, the art of actually physically writing to get lost in the younger generation. So I, I don't know what, what I can do to, to, I don't know, this is kind of something I'm starting, so I'm not really sure. Where I want to go, but we'll see. <laughs> um, and as far as dreams, since this is dream class, um, I don't I don't know much about dreams and things. That you know, that's why I'm here to learn and hear what other people have to say. Um, but I, it almost feels like I'm always dreaming. You know, I, I don't really sleep much. I, I get like four to five hours of sleep a night. You know, and then I you know get up, get on the bus. But it's almost sometimes I wake up uh, after my little nightly nap, and and I'm still talking. I'm, I don't know. I'm coming out of talking to someone else in my dream and then I just kind of wake up in this reality so it's just kind of it's it's confusing sometimes I guess um and and I don't really always remember uh you know my dreams it possibly you know because of cannabis you know we brought that up earlier and and uh you know diet of course is, is a big thing I'm trying to work on and, and exercising and um and I started a dream journal so um I I actually try to write down bullet points um, instead of writing full sentences, just a quick bullet points, just boom, boom, boom. So whenever I, you know, finally wake up, I can possibly recall, you know, using these little bullet points. I'm, I'm kind of nerdy like that. I like to make lists and things. So, um, and, uh, you know, before sleep, I, I've been trying to meditate, uh, you know, whether it be like five minutes, three minutes, just kind of clear my mind. Cause I always used to have that problem, uh, before I discovered, you know, meditation, I used to have a problem um, you know, resting my mind to actually physically be able to go to sleep. So, um, you know, I also, um, I don't know. I just, that's me. <laughs> so, hello. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Aloha. Sweet. Yes. Thank you for joining and I'm glad you got it working. So yes, thumbs up and welcome. <laughs> and again, you know, like, I, I think that's great. Um, as you were saying that like, you're not 
super versed on dreams and everything like you're you're still learning you're still open and everything and i think that's great because that's exactly what this class is about is the understanding that you know there's, there's always going to be people coming in with varying degrees of learning about dreams because state the obvious this isn't really something that they taught us growing up in school but this is part of shifting the paradigms because i would love for the topic of dreams and dream exploration to actually become like a thing that we teach our kids growing up like how cool would that be right so yeah yeah because i don't really have kids yet i have you know my fur babies but if i could (laughs) if i even if i don't have kids i want to do something for children because you know they're just so important Mm-hmm. And they get ignored and they, they, they get conditioned and it's just, I, I don't know. That's why I kind of, I don't want to have kids for that reason. I just, mm-hmm. I'm, it's so confusing making decisions on, you know, the, the you know, getting shots and just all this stuff. It's just, it's too much for me to handle. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know I I, if that. I can help them with writing or if I can help them find their voice, you know, just anything I can do. Cause I feel like I, I, I really draw that out of people, you know, whenever they're talking to me, they want to tell me their life story and, I don't know why, but I, you know, I listen and I take it in and I say my piece and move on, you know, so piece of the universe, here you go, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So. Totally, totally. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of ways to help in this world and, and not all of them include having a kid because sometimes, you know, like what if we were to take that attention and put it towards the kids who are already here and already exactly. could use our attention and stuff, you know, like instead of bringing one more into it, let's like help alleviate and and bring more love to those who are already here type thing. So yeah, yeah, I I could definitely, I definitely like the idea of of you working more with kids and and yeah, highly thumbs up on that. So. And I wish I had the money to adopt every child, you know, (laughs) that I can and every animal I wish, you know, I want this big farm. Like I would totally do it if, you know, I won the lottery or, you know, I came across some money. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hopefully that happens. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be cool. Awesome. Yeah. And, and again, you know, like just uh, on that real quick and we'll, we'll pass it over to Jared in a second for his introduction, but um, just the topic of like being able to talk to kids about dreams is so fascinating in itself. And and every now and then you'll come across like little like star child and they will just tell you like the craziest, trippiest things within their dreams. They'll just be like, Oh yeah. You know, last night I was hanging out with my star family and it's like a normal thing for them too. They're just like, yeah, you know, like I got like family back on Venus and stuff like that. And and I came here like onto earth. And so it's like a big part of their remembrance and everything. Um, and obviously like there's a whole conversation there just about like, you know, they're not indoctrinated into beliefs and thinking that like those are just made up concepts and everything, but it's actually like a very real part of their soul experience. And they themselves are the bridges for us to be able to say like, whoa, okay, you know, like for a lot of us, these are almost concepts, but here these kids are a reflection of the concepts we were talking about. Let's talk to them because they probably have like more information and insight uh, as well. And, And a lot of kids, you know, even uh, uh, almost similar to what maybe uh, Michaela was almost talking about, where a lot of kids will almost have lucid dreams by default growing up, which, which I think is very, very fascinating. Because I've I met a handful of people who growing up, like they had lucid dreams every night and they literally thought that was normal. They literally thought that everybody dreamed like that. And it wasn't until later, they're just like, wait, like you can't control your dreams. Like I thought that was the thing, right? So yeah. um yeah, yeah. So the topic yeah. of kids and dreams. Go ahead, Jacqueline. Well, I just want to say, I just feel like um, kids, adults just kind of disregard things that they say. And me personally, whenever I was a child, a lot of people like my parents and just adults, I feel like they didn't want to listen to what I had to say. I had a lot to say. And, 
it was just like, okay, well, you're a child, so you need to just be quiet, you know, go over there. Not to say my parents, you know, were bad or anything, but I just kind of felt that vibe from time to time. And because I was the more artistic one and they were all sporty, you know, my brother, my mom, my dad, they were all kind of on that, that vibe. So um, I just, I feel like we need to listen to the kids more. The, the kids are saying things and they just, they have so much to say and everyone's just like, no, go to school, you know, be quiet, sit down, listen. I, that's why if I had kids, I would homeschool. I would not send them to school. I just, I did not have a good time in school. I mean, but I'm so fortunate for those experiences because I needed that. I needed that to be able to learn compassion and to be able to teach that to others. So, you know, that's that teacher part of me coming out. <laughs> We'll see what happens. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Well, I, you got you got the right intentions. So yes, just keep carrying those forward. So thank you. sorry, awesome. that was too long, but thank you guys. No, no, that was no worries. That's perfect. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. Awesome. Let's keep um let's keep bouncing around, guys. And we're gonna pass it to Jared in one second. Before we do that, I just want to give uh, a quick shout out, real quick, actually, uh, just because um, within the past couple broadcasts that we've been doing, we've actually had this broadcast not only on youtube but also on facebook uh at the same time through the paradigm shift central page so facebook.com forward slash paradigm shift central and i just want to give a shout out to uh nick bryce and uh third eye horizon for helping out with that nick is a uh, part of the co-production team of this broadcast so if you're watching this on facebook then be sure to uh give a special thank you to nick and everyone everyone give a special thank you to nick for helping this content reach more people and check out his additional media production content at third eye horizon it's with the number three so three rd i horizon run a search on that or type that as facebook.com forward slash third eye horizon and you'll be able to bring that up in the uh, facebook and you can connect with nick through there so nick once again thank you very much for helping this get out there and again for those of you tuning into this just encouraging and inviting you guys to share this broadcast with your friends and invite them to tune in if you think this is going to be something that they may be interested in like the, these broadcasts they're not always like super 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 popular but that's cool like it's kind of cool when it's just kind of like a nice like casual smaller circle but again the people who are interested in it the people who are meant to find it will find it kind of thing but a lot of people who are beginning to look for something more who are beginning to like have that thirst for knowledge and for new experiences these type of discussions are wonderful gateways for them to be able to be like, oh, okay, suddenly I don't have to do this alone or suddenly I'm not crazy. Suddenly there's like an actual community of people and they're talking about this stuff and it's not just like totally out there. Because I think a big part of what um, is important is when we're talking about a lot of these like higher dimensional concepts is to stay grounded as well. And part of what uh, we can do that through is like the, again, like the, the practical aspects of like how not only is studying dreams something useful for our immediate experiences but it's also useful for being able to develop ourselves as individuals and to be able to like foster in uh again a broader perception of our own identity as well as uh even like more confidence towards our role and our purpose and our own uh, creativity within this reality so again dreams are in some ways like our higher self integrating its experience with like our 3d self as well so it's having that like that is what i feel is kind of what we're moving towards is, is living our reality with that 5d awareness in the 3d planes so that we're kind of like in both worlds at once and we become the bridge um something along those lines whatever it means to you so let's keep 
passing the talking stick around and uh we do have jared and uh, michael pratt is also in here too but we'll pass it over to jared so jared go right ahead and do your microphone check can you hear me now yeah that's perfect that's, that's good man sweet right. okay jared welcome welcome back and again just your name where you're from and what brings you to dream class and anything else that you want to share and what you feel people should be aware of when it comes to dream exploration so All go right. right ahead All right, my name is jared i'm from connecticut uh Join this group because I'll find people are just like myself. So it's a reflection, I guess. I have same shift movements as well. I joined tonight for the dream stuff, probably just for the same reasons Michaela did. Because like, remember when the first time I joined the group? Yeah, it's like anybody here in astral realm, come hit me up. I don't know if my eyes are glued or what. Because five years ago, plus just like herself, it just stopped. What the heck happened here, you know? It's like, this is ridiculous. I used to lay down, literally just just pop out. I'd be able to let my legs fall asleep, my body fall asleep, everything, and just think out, and I'm out. Anywhere I wanted to go, I was there. And knowing that I could do this, why can't I do it now? It's driving me nuts. It's led me to a lot of answers that I think everybody here is going to love. Not many solutions, you know, unless somebody's on the other side. Maybe I got in some trouble going to the moon and poking my nose where it shouldn't have been, you know. Got anyone heard about tags, tag-alongs, people, you know, astral world, gluing your eyes shut. But back to what we can do about it, there's the pineal gland and the understanding how that works. And the melatonin and the secretion of the chemicals needed to go into these realms and have good recall and things that we can do to enhance this recall that we all are going towards. And there's so many things, you know, the vitamin D conversion with the sun, being outside, how important that is, being grounded, barefoot movement and all that good stuff. But it's also when you're going to sleep at night, you have that dusk to dawn dimming effect naturally in nature that we don't really have in society with all these artificial lights looking at the computer, so on, that doesn't release the melanin properly. So then we just drift to another altered aspect of ourselves, probably to healing because most of us are, in our diets and whatnot are really, really twisted. Or if you ate before you went to sleep, your digestion's kicking in. So this interferes with dreams like the Indians and Hopis and whatnot, they used to say, hey, don't eat after 12 o'clock in the afternoon if you want to have some good dream recall. Because downloads to the Indians were extremely important because it's the whole spirit world is why we're here and we have to communicate and get constant updates for why we're here. And the, by the rate most of us are going with our lack of recall, we're, we're way behind on our downloads. You know, this is at least where I'm going with it. But there's also uh, some help when it comes to substances we can get that are safe. I mentioned monatomics in the first couple of groups. I don't know if anyone's familiar with monatomics. Oh yeah. Hi everybody. If I didn't say hi. Uh, monatomic gold is, whew, it opens up the third eye. It, when I first took it, my dream recall was incredible. Astral is still something going on with that. I don't know what's, what's up with that. If anyone here can easily astral, like I said before, free freely to find me. I think you, all you gotta do is just know what I look like and you can find me instantly. You know, and 
maybe there's my eyes are glued shut. I have no clue what's going on there. But that's one dilemma and I wanted to bring it up. And there's some sinister aspects too. And I, I wanted to stay positive, but you know, I don't know if anyone here has heard of a synthetic telepathy, synthetic altering of our dreams and actually synthetically implanting false images and memories and false dreams. This is a topic that's, whew, it may be taboo to some, but it's there. The U.S. patents are there. They're broadcasting thoughts in people's heads when they lean on, on the glass and buses uh, down Manhattan. They're popping commercials in people's heads. The Sony's well-known to have patents on it. So for the reality of it, it's there. It's more than a reality. It's putting literal thoughts and interfering. And this is one reason I want to keep Wi-Fi out of the house that's supposedly the biggest key and maybe that's the correlation to five years ago because maybe there's an increase in wi-fi signals and routers and whatnot right next to our domes how do we shield ourselves how do we fix this dilemma you know because don't want to be remiss not to mention the solution hard lines are probably the best way to go but most of us are beaming off of a neighbor or sharing a, a signal too you know well aluminum seems to block it so that's good for smart meters and a lot of EMF fields and whatnot, because this is actually messing with our mind, even if they weren't broadcasting or somehow interfering with our dreams as that part as well. And I don't know if anyone else here has heard about that aspect, interfering with our dreams as well in our astral. And this gets into more of the grounding too. Actually, you can go right to your grounding outlet and Put that to your bed, to your socks, your sheets, your pillows, and be grounded, and that helps the conductivity so we can then go into our dream realms a little easier. You know, this is where, where our nature is more in nature, you know? And it's kind of like going back to it and, and still trying to be in the matrix as well. So these are some of the solutions I found for these things. I posted in the uh, comments here, Lucidology 101, Nicholas Newport. I don't know if anyone here is familiar with him. But uh, he's got a plethora of answers and how to control yourself and all these tips and tricks. Because I did a lot of research from uh, Bob Monroe's Institute with uh, Astral Travel and, you know, Bernier Beats and frequencies that you can rise your, your consciousness uh, and match your brain frequencies to enhance your recall and, and control. Understanding most of it, all this is thought-driven, like Brendan was talking about, thoughts. You focus on your thoughts or the totem in this life. Like, what was that what was that movie called with uh, this Inception. Leonardo? When he has his little yeah, totem yeah. in this life, because then you take on your habit. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So... In this life, you can do like little tips and tricks. You could write it on your hand. Am I dreaming or am I awake? So when you write this on your hand, you're constantly looking at your hand all day long, asking yourself, am I dreaming or am I awake? So this is a little, little tip that I used to use a lot, or then I abbreviated to just a, a awake or sleep, you know, just a little, just a little reminder is my totem. And then when you go into your dream world, you, you're, you're always checking to see if you're awake. You're looking at your hand or what's going on. I also like the note on the marijuana aspect and effect, and it's high vibration. And in a lot of studies, when you look at the EKG meters, 
you're you're an alpha. It's the same as hypnosis or meditation and whatnot. But I can't really see that really interfering too much with dreams unless you're on high dosages and you're always zonked out. And then you're trying to go back to your body and your frequencies, the beta frequencies, and then you have your delta and your other theta frequencies that you're going in and out for healing. So if you're always keeping yourself in an alpha frequency to focus, smoking marijuana or whatnot, maybe your body is still leaning towards that frequency versus going to the altered state frequencies. You know, as a favorite, like you built that muscle too strong. So you're favored that one right hand dexterity versus your left hand dexterity or the ambidextrous aspects of your mental abilities in a sense would might be might be part of it might be both who knows yeah. Jacqueline also mentioned something as well I don't want to be remiss not to answer her short questions she mentioned shots there and vaccines all these things play into it as well and diet I, I, phew, I can get into diet and understanding what's toxic to the human body what's biocompatible all of it now, I have a tremendous amount of research with that. Shots are toxic. They're just right across the board. There's no one arguing it. Even the CDC says they're toxic. Can you guys hear me still? You there? Yeah, yeah, it's good. So when you're talking about vaccines of any sort, even for your animals, they're horrible. They're, they're toxic. And there's a lot of vets around by me that know this as well. And there's a lot that have no clue. And they're extremely toxic. They're the mercury, the thimerosal, and all the other ingredients that half these doctors don't even know. And it's the first clue you could have. You can ask any of your doctor what's in it. You can get a list yourself, find a list, try to find out what's in it. Just like anything on your package, you just want to know what's in it. And no one seems to know what's in them. So how do they recommend they're safe? But if you go back to the CDC, and, and, and Dr. Tenpenny has a wonderful documentary, really ripping them right there, because it's wordplay. It, they, their own documents say they're not safe. Their own doc, there's not a document at all. And I just posted a, a video on my Facebook wall the other day, and they articulated it's wonderful. They had a pile of studies, like a foot and a half high, showing how toxic and dangerous these shots are. Then they had another pile of what their pharmaceutical and industries say they are. And they say they're dangerous as well, and that was about an inch thick. And then there was a study pile, or I should say zero pile, saying that they're safe. And there, now there's a $100,000 reward by Robert De Niro and uh, JFK Jr. that's literally saying, hey, anyone show me scientific proof or proof that they're safe, and you'll have 100 grand. So maybe that'll help you understand where we are with these vaccines, flu shots, tuberculosis, you know, all of them. It, you know, even the tetanus one is horseshit. You got tetanus in the dirt. It's like they're playing on our ignorance and they're playing on the doctor's ignorance. It's uneducation. That's why we're here, shifting consciousness, shifting your mental awareness. And most people trust doctors. Doctors trust the studies. They go to school, they don't have any clue about nutrition. They got lucky if they got four or five days of nutrition and zero on toxicology. You know, and I always say when I talk about nutrition and toxicology, to understand that rat poison is 99% good nutritional food, but it's 0.5% sodium fluoride that kills the rat. So what good is your nutritional 
aspect if you don't understand toxicologist aspect mm -hmm. of it. And then the fluoride is well known. Hitler said, you know, we're going to make people dumb and docile. So mm -hmm. this affects the pineal gland, makes you dumb because it, the pineal gland governs your right and left hemispheres. It governs your pituitary gland and your thyroid function, hormone regulation. But when it comes to this topic, it regulates your dream time. It regulates higher cognitive function. It regulates it all. So if you're drinking your fluoride water from your tap, your your beer or your Poland spring water that's from a tap in Dallas, Texas, or wherever it's popping out of it, and by law they can put on there that it's it's a spring water because all water comes from a spring, but then it gets tainted, it gets poisoned in between the process. Mm -hmm. And this stuff is toxic. And then you got dentists that are personifying that fluoride's good for you. It's horrible. And this yeah. is messing up the pineal gland tremendously, tremendously. And then if you're eating any animal products, you're putting boogers around the pineal gland, you're clogging it up or any byproducts that for that as well, because it, it's kind of simple. You don't throw the stuff in your drain because it clogs it, but you throw it in your veins and then you clog those little veins that are in your head, your eyeballs. If you understand the vascular aspects of your eyeballs and how small those little veins are, this is where cataracts comes in first in most animals because they're smaller and they're eating animal products because it's thickening it up. And same thing with humans. It, with your pineal gland also has veins also going through as well. Well, Jared, we're going to, I think, um, Michaela, did you want to jump in on something? Michaela, did you want to jump in on something? I just wanted to say I totally agree with everything you're saying, Jared. Like, mm -hmm. right on, spot mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Jared, I wanted to, I, again, like getting onto the diet stuff there. And, and yes, thank you for, for hitting on that. Um, maybe uh, what, what do you feel would just be like, and even if you want to reiterate something, what do you feel are like maybe the top three things people should remember in terms of like, if they're interested in developing not only dream recall, but their consciousness, what are like, maybe like the top three My things? Top oh, yeah. Yeah, like practical, practical yeah. tips. You want to get to the point. That's what it's all about. I'm glad I love you guys here for this. <laughs> um, seriously, that's what it's about. It's like help you get your mind back and then we can figure it out easier. But trying to figure this stuff out without that pineal gland going, without our mind going, it's, it's like you're struggling all the way, you know? But the top five, I put right under my top of my list of anything. It's monatomic gold, ethereum gold that also goes by. It's nano gold. It's, you know, Cleopatra's milk. It's got many names, but this stuff is incredible. Absolutely incredible. And it's like incredibly expensive if you have to pay for it. And then the sources are tough. There's only three or four sources that I've found with a tremendous amount of research that I'm looking through that I trust and I know what's going on with them. You know, David Wolf has got a good product. Matt uh, Marga Monarch with uh, Raw Food World has, has it. Uh, and I'm not promoted by any of them. I just know they have a decent product. And then there's a lady right next to you, Michaela, over in Rhode Island uh, in Massachusetts that I get it from. And her name is, uh, I'm, where is it? Uh, I've been set, uh, yeah, Erica Rock. She's, she's Andrea. She's got, and there's, it makes rocks. It gets really involved when you look into the subject of monatomics. But what it does, and I don't want to be remiss to leave some of this out as well. Monatomics is huge. Do you want me to go over the list of other things, or just go a little more in detail with monatomics? Um, just we're we're gonna just kind of see if like in terms of passing the talk and stick around in a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll uh, We'll go back to details. Yeah. Give right. us a bullet point form for now. All right. Yeah. So monatomic yeah. gold is huge. Nano gold. It's absolutely top. Second one would be chaga. 
Jaga is an adaptogen. And it's one of the, the best mushrooms out there to literally give you the adaptogenic aspects to your cells. So it, like vitamin C works towards your immune system. And that's singular where if you have monatomics or any adaptogen herbs or adaptogens, or chaga seems to be the top one. And you, you want a wild chaga off a birch tree, you know. But this stuff goes to your cells and starts to repair you. You can't just do a tincture. It's like the Goldilocks story. It's got to be not too hot but not too cold either, just enough to release the adaptogens. And you can reuse your chaga as you go too. And you'll get a different adaptogen, which will differently help your cells out to then repair you at a cellular level, which I find to be incredible. Uh, other than that is to understand cell foods and fasting. Fasting is huge. It's so overlooked and it's so important uh, to get rid of the stuff in our body that's placating us. Cell foods would be anything that's helping your cells versus not. And Dr. Sabi's got an international list of cell foods. And it, bear, it basically boils down to your fruits, berries, melons, and herbs. You know, uh, live, raw. It doesn't mean that certain fruits you can't have, like the Concord grape juice and whatnot, showing to be powerful stringents to clean you out and get rid of some of this toxic waste in us. But I can go down a whole list more. I don't know if you want to move the talk and stick around or I keep talking. I can keep going on and on and give all the details <laughs> I'm looking for. Because <laughs> I yeah. know what you're looking for. I, I absolutely understand where you're coming from because this stuff's important. It took me years to understand this. I had to sacrifice life and it's, I finally understood biblically what they meant by that. It wasn't about killing an animal or doing all this other dumb shit. You sacrifice your life to society and you rub your mind and, and electrically it'll come on and the genie will come out of you, just like the, uh, the story with the lamp. Like I was telling in the first episode, that story didn't just have like the connotations of our worldly Webster dictionary. There was a metaphysical Bible dictionary. And that's important to understand, especially with this topic tonight with the astral realm, because that's the metaphysical realm, you know, to, to get your hands on a metaphysical Bible dictionary and understand what these people biblically know and why they lived as long as they did and talked about the same things. So I find highly interesting, especially with that story with the, the genie and the lamp, when they defined the crystalline body is the same as the way they defined the word lamp. And then when you rub the lamp, and rub didn't just mean rub a lamp, it meant to rub your mind, your body, your crystalline body. And when that comes alive, you become more conscious, like all of us here, you know, as we yeah. dig in. And then, then we can manifest all the wishes we want, not just one, yeah. three, you know, <laughs> if, if the genie comes out of us, we become alive. Totally, man. I love oh, that. Here. Sweet. Let's, yeah. I'll, uh, let's, let's talk around. We'll go back to anything anyone wants. That's perfect. Thank you, Jared. You're welcome. And um, yeah, just just running on that idea of like the the concept of the genie, I think is really interesting. Um, and again, we'll just anybody else who wants to sort of jump in on focusing on like, let's talk about dreams, let's talk about dreams we may have. And let's talk about practical tips for being able to develop our relationship with our own dreams. And again, stepping into more of our potential as co-creators and 
paradigm shifters. Um, but yeah, just going back to the, the, the genie thing, it's an interesting thing. And, and I'll pass over. I think Terrence may have something after this. Um, this is interesting because you, you look at the words and the symbolism that we have within our own language and a lot of stuff is hidden in plain sight. And a lot of you guys are aware of this, but even the concept of what Jared was saying, how like the body can be thought of as, as a lamp, as a vessel for the soul. What's interesting is that like the word that we use to describe ourselves, you, like Y-O-U, you think of that U as in just the letter U, it literally looks like a container. It looks like a cup. It's like a chalice. So when you think about that, when we think about every time we're saying ourselves is like, hey, you, 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 every time we use that word, we're subconsciously kind of like pointing to the words, the idea that we already know that each one of us is a container, is a you, is a cup. And so like what is inside of the cup? Again, it's it's the spirit, it's the vessel. Um, so yeah, that was just like a little tidbit on that that I just thought was interesting. There's so much stuff hidden in language that I think could probably help us paint a bigger picture. And I'm sure it ties directly in with some concepts with dreams as well. Um, cool, welcome back, Michaelia as well. Michaela as well. <laughs> what's what's that jared they put the spelling on us they put the spelling. spell on us <laughs> exactly. the spelling so bringing back the power into our hands when we understand the magic that we are wielding but yeah again like when you think about the gin the gin is all about like being able to create something with the mind being able to create something with intention and again what dreams show us when you're in a lucid dream if you think of something you can create it that same principle applies within this reality just at a different frequency and we have this illusion of time so things take a little bit longer but it does still happen so when we learn how to create within the dream it is teaching us how to create within this reality and again the keys to creating something are being able to like bring it forth into our consciousness and then holding focus on it. That is the trick. And that's where I feel like a lot of people falter when it comes to manifestation is that they might have a great idea, but then they lose focus on it. They might say, Oh, I'm going to start my own business. This is going to be awesome. This is going to be great. And then two weeks later they get distracted and they just move on to something else. It's not to say that that wasn't the path for them, but if they wanted to manifest that the only thing, that they have to do to be able to bring it into fruition is to keep their focus on it if you keep your focus on something for long enough you literally can bring it into reality now of course take that with a grain of salt but in most circumstances that is very very relevant for for how to create things within this reality too so um yeah using the laser focus of our mind bringing that aspect back into our consciousness is very important um who would like to jump in on this and and let's uh talk a little bit about dream experiences that we have had again to share examples and to practice telling stories um for other people to hear because sometimes when we tell stories of our dreams people are like whoa you know like that was a really crazy experience or a beautiful experience that that person had and then it sort of opens up our imagination into what can actually happen within dreams and what can happen within dreams we can teleport we can transform we can meet other entities loved ones who have passed on we can practice creating we can practice going to literal places that exist within the astral realms within the internet the idras net that connects us all michaela go ahead i'll pass it over to you and i think terrence may want to jump in on something after but go ahead michaela i'm not quite sure what i missed while my computer just died but i just wanted to bring it back I'll... for a quick moment because i wanted to ask jared um did you say that you get your chaga off of a birch tree, like fresh off the tree? Because I actually found some last year, but I've been afraid to use it. Like, I don't know how to clean it or how to prepare it or anything like that. So if you do, that would be awesome. 
I got you. That took a long time to figure out as well for myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got to make sure it's a it's a birch tree. I'm pretty sure you know. There's a couple of ways to identify it. It's got to be a live one, not a dead one. Uh, oh, it can't be dead because I actually found it on the ground. Like I found them on trees before, but I haven't been able to like reach up and get them. I've tried, but I wasn't tall enough. But I actually found like a whole pile that someone like took down off a tree on the ground. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Someone did the work for me. Yeah, yeah. it might still be good because they got to dry out in the sun. Uh, it depends. Yeah, I've had it for like a year, so I don't even know if it would still be good. I mean, if you've been eating anything cooked foods and stuff in a standard American diet, it's like to question some of this stuff, it's like, you're, why question it, you know? Because the, the stuff that we're eating in the American diet is just toxic. It's all cooked food, you know? Yeah. It's got that, I can get into it, but, you know, pause on that one. We'll go back to the chaga because I can get tripped off in translation here. The <laughs> chaga, you sit it out in the sun. First, you get this conch out with like a knife or a hammer or a stick if you're in the woods. You can bang it out. Leave a little. It's good that you found something that has it there because this, that means the spores are around. Usually, it's like a hill yeah. and water. They're the two main ingredients, and you see birch trees, and you, you look. Because this stuff's fifty dollars yeah. a pound, forty dollars a pound. It's not cheap, and you want wild chocolate. You want it indigenous. Yeah, no, I know how to find around. them. Like I read all about it online about how to find them, and I watched different videos. The ones you gotta watch. It has to be off a of birch tree. You're yellow, you're black, or you're white. Uh, yeah. White, preferably all white. Even the polypores that grow on the whites are great because they expel parasites and they're antiseptic and ba uh, bacteria. It seems like everything grows off of friggin' birch is wonderful, and even the taste of the birch and the syrup of the birch, it's all. It's all medicinal. But then there's the cherry tree that kind of looks like it. That pulls the arsenic out, and that's dangerous. And it looks oh. like, it looks like, and they're, they're, they're kind of similar. you got to make sure you don't get it off a cherry tree. The identification aspects with that. Then, yeah, see, that's why I'm nervous to get out in the wild. Yeah, I mean, everything is toxic. All foods have this toxic effect, and it also has a healing effect as well. But uh, I get to that later. But with the chaga question, you want it sun-dried, it flips the adaptogens out of it. it it's actually interdimensional. I can hear Brendan's mind going crazy right now. Fairyland and interdimensional. Yep, that's what I just said. <laughs> that's what I said. We got a lot in common with the fairy thing. I just got to think for those ears and fairies. I don't know what it is. But uh, these things, it, it's amazing to hear uh, David Wolf talk about it. And you can find these spores in all our stratospheres everywhere. And to flip them, you have to put it in the sun to get it out. So now you can use it. And the same thing with monotonics. Yeah. You can get out of spring water and it flips out of it. And people are gardening with it and getting huge results. But the chaga, you leave it out. You let it dry. Wooden bowls, preferably. A lot of stuff you want to use wood, not metal, because it changes some atomic structure a little bit. But the, then you grind it up where you, you're breaking in pieces. People use chunks and they reuse the chunks. And it's like the Goldilocks story. It's probably why that stupid story is there, you know? So we remember, not too hot, but not too cold, but just right, you know? Seems to be the temperature needed, you know? So I got a little thermometer when I roll with my chaga. And I, I do it thin. I guess if you do it a little thicker, it tastes like coffee. It's fine yeah, the way so you it put is. in like coffee or something. That's what you're supposed to do with it, I guess. I get a coffee press. And all my herbs just get tossed in a coffee press. I toss it in there. I keep everything at that just right temperature. As I try to anyways, you know, don't pressure yourself too much. You just, you know, you're going through it. But that's the trick to it. And I found a bunch of other herbs that are wonderful. 
and it gets into. So you don't it, have to clean it off or anything like that. Yeah, you want to brush it off, but you want to keep the black stuff on it too. Those have all different adaptogens aspects. It's 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 incredible. Every little bit of it, it's like gold to me. If people knew what this stuff was, they'd be out there hunting in the chaga. They'd be like, I go out in the woods, like chaga, chaga, chaga. You know, it's like I'm gonna get me some chaga. This stuff is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I found it over. uh, There's usually a lot of expos right by you in Massachusetts. They sell it pretty cheap. They go out in the chaga hunt, and I have taught them how to hunt for it and get it, leave it out in the sun so it flips. But even if you get it and someone you're not sure if they flipped it in the sun, you could put it out in the sun yourself too. Let it flip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? It depends on all of it. Cool. Um, Zoe left a comment in the chat, uh, Michaela, as well. Yeah, I, I was that, just so. reading that. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Sweet. Yeah. So oh, extraterrestrials and fairies. And stuff, <laughs> yeah. I feel everyone's like super excited about that right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Love that topic. Everyone wants to get some saga now. So, <laughs> and again, you know, just going back to the idea that, like, I think if you're interested in dream exploration, dream recall, being able to take care of your spaceship, of your vessel, of bringing in like a special, you know, minerals and antioxidants, like that's very important because again, you almost want to think of your your body as an antenna, and if your body is like like full of gunk and goop and everything, that's going to affect the receptivity and the signal that is being sent and received from your antenna. So yeah, like the dream recall process is ideal when you're sort of in that clean state as well as mm-hmm. developing the practice and the habits and the rituals and the consistency. So cool. Um, can, I, can I interject on your uh, reception there? Yeah, yeah, Jared, go ahead and then we'll pass it. This, this is, you know, I'll show you right now. Like, for I'm, I'm like the face is out right here. See this right here? All this? The beard? Oh, we got a chop right here. That's why, guys, that's why I look like Grizzly Adams here, you know? <laughs> there's actually hair reflectors that attract and these are like our wi-fi extenders you know and we get really get get it going that's why i let it all grow and women with their long hair and if you know the aura six and the best psychics and mediums in the world they at least let their hair out and cross it to the channel and get the best reception so he mentioned reception i had to chime in there you know definitely yeah yeah and there, there's a whole topic and discussion there just about like yeah like how does hair play into just uh again like the mm-hmm. aspects of our body that we sort of may overlook so yeah 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 mm-hmm. okay let's let's keep bouncing around and, and we'll sort of bring uh bring some focus back into the specifics of uh talking about dreams and everything even though it is all related again you know like health and consciousness and getting good chaga it is all related so it's good to know and thank you again guys for bringing that into the conversation because again that like reminds me that i got some chaga that i haven't uh brewed up so maybe i'll do that this weekend um let's open up the discussion in terms of uh being able to share any sort of dream experiences that you guys maybe have had in the past while or maybe one that still stands out to you or uh, anything that you want to share as that as a little bit of like a storytelling for anything that you guys want to bring into this um now, whoever wants to, so Terrence, I think you got your mic open. So we'll pass over to Terrence. And I was just going to say, setting this up, there's a there's a couple stories that I can share, uh, recent ones that I remember. Um, Michaela, I know you put up a post not too long ago about like having some like trippy dreams of like 
being like amongst the council and stuff. I would love for if you want to like share anything like that, I would love to be able to um, invite you to do so. Because again, I think that those type of stories are important for other people to hear because it might be something that will be like, whoa, like that's actually what I had. And I thought I was crazy. But what happens when multiple people are having these similar archetypal dreams? Is it just us or is it like a bigger part of us that is like bringing these dreams into our forefront? Um, Terrence, we'll pass it over to you. So whatever you'd like to bring into the discussion, go right ahead if you're ready. And uh, just check your microphone real quick, Terrence, because it looks like it's muted right now. So I'll just give Terrence a second there. Um, test, test, test. Yeah, Hello? perfect. You're all good. All right, go right ahead. Okay, wonderful. All right. God dying, guys. This is awesome. I'm so glad I found this. You guys are just uh, doing the most here. This is excellent. I'm, uh, I'm really excited. It's good. Uh, thank you, Jared, for all your knowledge, man. I want to like to connect with you as well. Um, this, uh, You're welcome. <laughs> we'll connect. Yeah. 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 Okay. Where, you, so, where are you out of here? Oh yeah, I didn't even say that. I'm sorry. Yeah, right now I'm in St. Louis, you know, and I've uh, I've actually grew up in um, Oklahoma. Grew up in a little bitty town, a little bitty town called Winniewood, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a little oh, small town. Okay. Yeah, it's really kind of a cool place. Um, we didn't talk about stuff like this though. I, I moved to. Uh, you know, moved around. I'm, I've lived in uh, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, and then I also lived here, St. Louis area, and I lived in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and also, um, and so I've been bouncing around a little bit for the last few years, just touching base with people, and through those experiences, I've made a lot of wonderful connections, and I'm really ready to expand myself and do my uh, my world practice, really get my get it down, and so this is really great, again, for the opportunities that I'm trying to create for myself. I just appreciate you guys. So for those time, for that time, though, since I've been in Tulsa about nine to 10 years, every time I moved, I stuck with the study that I've been doing the School of Metaphysics. And so it gave me a lot of opportunities to, to interact with people with dreams because we interpret dreams. You make dreams really a strong part of what we teach. We teach a three hour class. Class, we focus on meditation, we focus on concentration and we focus on visualization. And then the, the other half, like that's one half, those three aspects. And then the other half is all about dreams. I've been studying dreams for a long time and had a really, uh, a lot of good experiences with them. And one of the, the probably the ones that, the one, I'll tell you a few that stand out. Um, I had a student named Stephanie. And uh, if you guys know anything about astrology, um, she was also a Scorpio. And we had a hard time um, you know, because of our similarities, we just had a hard time, you know, but she had some, she's really, really a strong person. And so she really wanted to finish uh, what she had started. And so as I was teaching her, we got to a point where it was time for her to, to, uh, you know, have a, a self-evolution. So past she was hitting and I knew that, and she knew that ready to make that shift. And so I just, stayed with her, you know, in, in this space and just tried to help her to move to that next step. And something phenomenal for over a year, she drove two and a half hours to come to the class. It's a three hour class and she drove two and a half hours back. And so she was really dedicated, really strong little person. And she's hitting this, she can't get over it. And we're, you know, I'm trying to help her. I was talking in class and she just stopped talking. 
is that she just stopped. And I just stopped and we sat there for like 30 minutes and didn't even to each other, just sat in silence with each other. Well, she knew there was something wrong, but like I said, she couldn't get out of it. And so she went home. Night, I was asleep, um, had my door like kind of cracked closed where I normally didn't even close it, but this day it was actually cracked. And in, the, in my dream, she came to my door, she knocked on the door, sleep, and she woke me up, but I really wasn't awake. I was, you know, having a lucid dream. It was a, a shared dream experience. Up in my ethereal body, opened the door, saw her there in her ethereal body, and we just went and sat down, uh, legs crossed in the living room. And she explained to me and told me everything that was bothering her and the things that she couldn't get through. And it was this phenomenal, like, opening, you know, moment for us. It was all ethereal, though. It was all within the dream, right? I woke up, wrote that dream down. Later, she called me. And again, she's driving for two and a half hours, you know, from where she lives to where I was in Tulsa. She had driven up again, came right back the next morning. And we, uh, she asked me, you know, go eat lunch with her. And so we're sitting down eating lunch and she's, um, you know, an older woman, you know, she was in her 50, late fifties, I think. And I was in my early thirties, kind of a, you know, kind of a barrier too going on the age barrier. And so there was a lot of different things that we were working through, but we were, we knew we could see each other as spirits. And so connection that we had built over, over about a year, um, we had that dream experience, but she didn't remember it. And I, but I did remember it and I, and I, but I didn't say anything to her about it because again, it was part of her evolution, right? Lunch, she actually told me everything that she said in the dream. And, and it was a major step for her in moving forward. And she was able to complete the class because of that experience, I think being a big, big reason for that. Those things happened uh, because of looking at dreams as a study, as something that can be uh, not just something that's interesting, right? It's not just something you can play with. It's, not, it's, it's something that you can learn from. It's something that can build your soul understanding. It's something that can cause you to be more in depth and in reality and in awareness. Because like I said earlier, it's the reversal, right? It's the real reality being in the dream. So that was a wonderful experience. Another experience I had, which is kind of stranger, which I think that um, a couple of you guys would probably find very interesting. I had another student and he literally every night dreamed about going to into the stars and going on a spaceship with several different um, entities like Star Wars or Star Trek. Like he was just out there every single night. This was his dream experience. He had a language, a couple of languages that he brought back and could speak and could write. You know, there and I mean, every single night he would have this dream. That though was that it was he was kind of losing his mind because he wasn't able to actually have a dream that was about his evolution. It was just every time he dreamed, it was about this trip that he was taking. Writing it down and, you know, he was trying to use it the best he could. But I think that recycle that that energy that you were talking about, Brendan, 
um, into his life and into his experience was not, uh, it was, it was something that was not serving him. It was something that was hurting him. So again, that place of consciousness, that step to take, I think the most important step is to look at yourself as a student of the world, of the earth, and look at your dreams as being like this gigantic, major uh, class every night. Um, sleeping well is important. And all of these things, man, I've never heard of chaga mushrooms or uh, uh, gold. Um, whoa, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to start using this stuff and looking this stuff up. So um, surrender is important. So you're surrendering to not like the 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 will of uh, and, and sugar, right? You're, you're surrendering to that inner reality and that inner knowing that you have in your that the um, your diet and different things like that are super important. Um, I totally agree with you guys. I pretty much agree with everything uh, Jared said. Some other things outside of dreams because. Dreams are the result, like your remembrance and something you guys may not know is that we dream every night. You probably know this. I don't know for sure if you do or not, but you dream every night and you have long experience. Science is, you know, the science of dreams, the, the, what they think they know is completely wrong. Um, of time when you're dreaming, it's just like life, basically, um, just like your waking life. It's just another part of life, right? So surrender is important in that. Um, some other things you can do, which you guys may or may not do, yoga and something called Falun Gong, um, F-A-L-U-N-G-O-N-G, Gong from China. It's actually outlawed because the uh, dictators, um, you know, the people who run things in China figured out that uh, the people to wake up and so they outlawed it. They actually kill people in the streets. Examples of them because of uh, practicing Falun Gong. You've heard of Qigong. It's a form of Qigong. It's uh, not necessarily a religion, but it, it has meditation and it has the movements of Qigong, uh, similar to Tai Chi. Um, that's something that I would look into if I were you guys. If you want to have better dream recall and also better dream understanding, that's something that can really help you. More things. There's a lady named Barbara Marciniak, which you guys may have heard of. Um, she actually channels uh, what she calls the Pleiadians, or what they call themselves the Pleiadians. And she has this massive book. Uh, I say book, but it's like, you know, a world of information uh, that she has. And you can listen to uh, some of her stuff on uh, YouTube. Um, Barbara Marciniak, the Pleiadians. I mean, I can go on and on, man. I mean, there's a book called uh, Power Versus Force that I would suggest you guys read as well. Um, it's a magnificent, incredible book. It talks about the levels of consciousness that we all can attain and we all can move up and down within and the ways in which a, a massive amount of uh, correct uh, use of their mind, how they can elevate uh, people, even millions. Um, talks about the, uh, the reality of awareness and the reality of enlightenment uh, and how to get there. It really gives you a good step-by-step -step process of understanding of how that works and how that happens. Stop there. Got some other things.
talk about with that. So. That's awesome. Yeah, Terrence, thank you. Thank you again for bringing, um, just go, going back to the story. I, I love that story. Any of those stories where, uh, you know, we get the experiences of like a shared dream, those are always super, super interesting. And again, you know, like, I wish I could just like create an entire book of, of just those experiences because I feel studying those um, for some people would almost give them like the evidence or, or the credence to a lot of the spiritual stuff that they're seeking, you know, um, even though in a lot of cases you would have to like take someone's word for it. <clears throat> but again, you know, like for a lot of people, like, you know, my story is really, yeah, yeah. really good because you can, you know, if you can find facts yeah, like that, back it up, you know, you can back it up. Right. It's just yeah. like the, the kids who are talking about their past lives and like we were talking about earlier and, you know, and the, the stuff that they, you know, they have. Um, it's like, you, you know, you can listen to him tell a story, you know, you know, little Johnny's talking about this, but then when little Johnny finds you know, a way in which to tell you that where he's buried, you know, where that body is buried, everything, right? Yeah. Oh, we lost you, Brendan. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot to unmute myself. There we go. Um, yeah, yeah. And just jumping off like that topic, there's a. I'll share some of dream uh, stuff that I had uh, a little while back that I think is really interesting to share. And again, everything you also were sharing, just thank you for that as well. Um, what I what I was going to say again, you know, like when, when we're looking at dreams, some of the things that we have to keep in mind, or some of the things that we're opening up to, is the idea that dreams are this space where time does not exist in the way how we com commonly perceive it to be. So that means that you know, like things can be very nonlinear. Things from the future can kind of sync up. There's almost like a synchronicity that can occur within dreams um, that, for some people, can again, from a very personal level, be evidence to a bigger spiritual story that is taking place whereas other people might see the same thing and just be like oh that's just coincidence but again even coincidence is coinciding incidences so it's still part of that but um what i was going to say because the last dream broadcast that we did was actually back in december <clears throat> excuse me was actually back in December. So between then and now, um, there's been a lot of dreaming that, that has been taking place. Um, one dream that I actually had back on, do I have the actual notes for it? Yeah. One of the dreams that I actually had um, was on January 8th. And some of you guys would have seen me post about this. And uh, I'll just sort of tell this as a story again, for the practice of being able to tell a story. And after this, inviting any of you guys, if you guys want to tell some stories about your dreams, absolutely, that's what we're here for documenting our stories and what's happening on like the other planes of existence. Um, what happened within one of my dreams is that, again, some of you have seen me post about this, but I actually had a dream where um, David Bowie was in my dream, which uh, it was very, very cool because that's not something that like really happens often. And obviously David Bowie died uh, last year, back in 2006, um, around that time. And so what happened within the dream is that I actually like heard a song that he was playing that was made within the dream or like was an exclusive song only available within the dream, or at least that was kind of like the story or the understanding and the story um, and the title of the song was Ergo Shanti. 
And, and so that in itself was like kind of really cool because I was able to bring that back and I was able to sort of share that as a post that I put up on Facebook and uh, other people kind of got value out of that. They got value out of even just this prospect of like Bowie still creating within the dream space again you know like is this just something that is like my mind making it up or is this kind of actually connecting to a real aspect of this other narrative that is actually taking place in which those spirits who have existed was on this earthly plane still continue to exist in some form within the astral dimensions and we're still capable of interacting with them and for whatever reason Bowie showed up in mine in some ways to present this song to me, but also for me to be able to pass on this story to other people. Um, Again, sort of as like a source of inspiration and just sort of like as a cool thing. Um, Now, uh, and and again, just going back, because there's a a big kicker in all this. um, The Ergo Shanti thing is an interesting thing because like Ergo means like therefore and Shanti means like peaceful. Uh, or calm so it's like for, uh, therefore peaceful kind of thing which again in the dream that was just like the words that came into my mind but it wasn't until like after I woke up and I'm like wait let me check out what those words mean again and I was like oh, okay cool like that sounds like a song that Bowie would have written and it was like this very melodic kind of like calming song and if I was an expert in music I could probably create something similar to it in some way or another but the big kicker in all this that I feel that in some way adds more credence to this experience is the fact that this dream that I had took place on David Bowie's birthday. And I didn't know it was David Bowie's birthday until like after I woke up and made this post. So the coinciding incidents of it, the synchronicity of that was again some people would just be like wow what are the odds but that doesn't mean anything. Whereas like for some people it's just like no like that's that's totally something that's totally like the universe kind of playing its magic in the way that it so oh so commonly does and it has this ability to sync things up so um again you know i just kind of leave that up to you guys what what does that mean to you without like literally asking you here but just something to think about the idea that i had a dream of david bowie on his birthday and brought forth this message almost from bowie to the community and this idea of like forever peaceful forever calm and the idea that like in some way Bowie still exists uh, within the dream space as well. So yeah, that was, that was just one story that I just wanted to share with you having that dream about David Bowie on his birthday as just like the magic of what the dream space is capable of. I thought that was really cool. So yeah. Um, But yeah, there's a couple other things that I was going to mention dream wise, but I'll mention those as we keep going around, but I want to be able to invite other people to practice sharing some dream experiences that they've had. So would anybody here like to share some stories of some dream experiences that they've had? And again, they could be recent. They could be not too recent. They could just be memorable. Um, Michael Pratt, looks like you want to jump in on this one. And if so, oh, are we doing introductions? Yeah, you can, you can do a quick introduction. And, and uh, if you want to share a dream story. Um, yeah. And, and again, like a, a dream story, that's kind of uh, something that you feel is like kind of like a cool story to share as an example of what the dream space is capable of. Hmm. So. Okay. Well, as far as introduction, um, my name is Michael Pratt. Um, I uh, have been involved somewhat, always somewhat involved, I think, uh, for a while with uh, Paradigm Shift Central. Um, 
I drop buttons at my college and stuff. And, and I know people are finding them because, you know, I'll leave them there and I'll check the next day. And I mean, unless there's a dog that's coming up and, you know, <laughs> taking them, then, then uh, I'm pretty sure people are, are getting the buttons. Um, but yeah, basically uh, what I s specialize in is mainly the energy arts, like the, uh, the brother was talking about, uh, uh, Qigong, Tai Chi, that whole kind of thing. Um, definitely, that's kind of where my foundation is uh, mainly in. Uh, so, I mean, I would do like, um, I would say, you know, I, I could teach or do uh, Qigong, Tai Chi, Reiki, um, just pretty much the energy arts. Um, but um, I, uh, I am currently in college. Uh, I enjoy writing um, articles. I think that's kind of what I want to do, I guess, with my life i mean there's more more to it i see more to you know just writing articles but i see uh something like that and what i really try to do is bring more of a i guess you could say maybe a, a academic or scholarly approach to like certain esoteric subjects because it's interesting i mean you can say you know somebody can say hey you know read this book so and so saw a blue alien and then it was you know uh sharing all this information and it's just like okay but like how do we check the sources how how can we really say that this is you know a, a legitimate um accurate source of information so i try to bring that um i guess wherever i go it's just a more um critical thinking and uh, i guess you could say academic or or scholarly approach to esoteric subjects. So people have a, a, a greater and more profound understanding and they're getting real information. And, you know, I mean, and nobody's being jerked or, or whatever. So, um, so that's why I'd say as far as uh, introductions, uh, so, uh, so far, uh, I've been studying a lot of psychology. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. I like writing. <laughs> is there, um, did you want to, thanks, Michael. And did you want to, is there any particular dream stories that you want to share currently or any kind of, I, th I think, uh, if you want to think about it for a second, I think we might have someone else we can pass it to. We can bring it back to you if there's. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm going to need to think about that a little bit. Sure. Sure. Sounds good, man. Cool. Yeah. If awesome. nobody else has one. I had another one. To talk about. Okay, cool. Cool. And Terrence has another one. I got one too. When you're ready. Okay, sweet. I think, um, okay, thanks. Thank you, Michael, and good to see you again. And uh, yeah, I did just want to check. Um, Michaela, did you want to share a story within this broadcast? And if so, do you want to do it now or later? Well, um, I've had a few interesting experiences, but I'm only just like starting to remember. And the dreams, well, I don't even want to call them dreams because they were much realer than dreams. But the ones that I have had so far that I'm remembering, they're like really blurry even to me. So I don't know how well 
I could explain them to you guys, but I guess I'll tell you about one really quick. Um, let's see. So one of the first ones that I remembered just recently was about extraterrestrials. I had a very, <laughs> it wasn't a lucid dream, like it was so real. I don't even know how to explain it. Um, I woke up and I was in this craft and I was in this big giant metal room and the first thing that I saw were these two like gray alien beings coming towards me and it was like so palpable and so real it was just like if we were standing in front of each other like I could see the textures of their skin and everything and my entire body just started to vibrate because are so different so my body just started to vibrate and I was so freaked out because time I had no information whatsoever on, on terrestrials and who they are and what they're here for and that they're actually here to help us so when I saw them I was absolutely mortified myself out and I was projecting that fear at them so all I wanted to do at that point in time, I wanted to get the hell out of there and like run away. So I just remember my body started to get like super stiff and I was like, oh my God, no, like I'm starting to get paralyzed. And I was like, I need to turn around and get away from them because they were like right in front of me. And I felt like they were about to like reach out and grab me and do something to me. And I did not know what that was. So obviously I thought they were gonna like hurt me or something. So I went to turn around and then there was like three at me in the other direction when I turned around. So it was like, oh crap. And consciousness just totally like faded out of the experience because I got freaked out that, you know, my body and my mind were just so overwhelmed. And yeah, that's, that's one of the experiences that I remember so far. So super blurry, super short and to the point, but now that I look back at it and now that I'm not that scared anymore and now I'm like oh my god why can't this happen again like I want this to happen so bad <laughs> how long ago was that do you remember that was a year ago or a year and a half ago yeah what do you think um if it, if it were to happen again and you were like conscious what do you feel you might do differently um well I mean, everything like usually scares me. So I usually always have at least a little bit of anxiety in me at all times. But I mean, now that I have the information that I have, and I know that they're here to help us. And I am, I am certain at this point that this kind of thing has been happening to me my entire life. And I'm just starting to remember the experiences that I've had. So knowing what I know now, I honestly think I would stay calm. And I'd I'd try to stay conscious this time for the experience. I'd try my best to relax my body. And this is just going off of advice that I've gotten from other people that have had this, this, these experiences their entire lives, just to relax your body and to really focus on breathing and just like staying in that experience because that's the opposite of what I did when I had that experience and I projected my fear into the experience and I just faded out of it entirely. So I definitely want to stay conscious and like, you know, converse with them in any way that I could. Totally, totally. And, and I think like, that's like, 
part of the experience is that it's normal for us to have something like that and to sort of be so it's so foreign to us and yeah. we're just so not familiar with it we're just like ah, oh, what the hell but but again you know it's it's like knowing that it happened and then like doing the research on the physical dimension yeah. so that we can integrate it's it awesome into- now it's just so exciting now that i know yeah. it was like real just like listening to other people that have had these same experiences or dreams i just remember waking up in the morning and i was like what the fuck was that like what what was that but i didn't know anything back then like i didn't i wasn't 100 percent sure that i was a star seed i wasn't 100 percent sure about like anything so i just kind of thought you know i was crazy and this was just a really really realistic dream but now i know differently and now i think it's totally exciting <laughs> that's good that's good and, and i think like just yeah. being able to say that out loud is that like i am excited about this the universe is just like yeah, okay good so like they, awesome they passed the awesome. first test so let's send them more but yeah. and, and again you know like I, I think with dreams kind of what i was saying is that there there's like another part of ourselves that is kind of like in this directorial position that sort of decides when certain dreams come to us and, and i think if really really like super awesome dreams came to us really easily um it would almost sort of like negate the the journey of getting there and and i feel like that is like what dreams are for they're not just for the experience of the dreams but they're for the journey that we go through in order to get to those dreams which again are about developing the willpower and developing like ourselves so it's kind of like it's kind of like here's a little taste yeah you can have this but in order to get back to it you got to Sorry. Continue. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, I'll pass it over to you a second. I was just gonna say, like, here's a taste. And now to get back to it, you have to like change your habits, change your diet, change your mm-hmm. change your focus, be more mindful, set your intentions. So it's just like we can get those things almost by quote unquote accident or by fluke. It seems to be capable, but um yeah, to sort of like bring it into a more recurring aspect of our reality. That is possible too. And, and again, that is more possible when we're consciously taking control of our lives and being aware of like the subtle things of and how they interact with the uh, with the relationship that we have with our dreams. But go ahead, Michaela, if there's more you want yeah, to say. I was just going to say that I also, I only think that these experiences come to us when they're like relevant in our lives and relevant to be teaching us. I think our higher selves have agreed to like, yes, at this point in time, I will have this experience at this point in time, this experience is necessary for the involvement of my journey and for me reaching my highest potential on my path. I think that there's also time periods where it's not relevant for us. And, you know, I've heard a lot of other people who have had these experiences say that. So sometimes I think that even no matter what we do to have these experiences, if it's not relevant for us at that time on our journey, I don't think it's really going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's kind of just a waiting yeah. game, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll come when it's ready. Exactly, exactly. And and we have to like, let the universe know when we're ready for it. And, and exactly. sometimes we don't know when we're ready for it. But um, exactly, yeah. And in yeah. the meantime, just like focus on preparing yourself and just like, you know, um, not being, you know, racist towards any other type of being, especially humans, like focus on the right here right now in this world and focus on, you know, your relationship that you have with other people and 
the things that you project at them due to your belief systems. Like it's all about cutting that stuff down. And then when we are ready, I think these experiences will just come to us naturally. Yeah. And, and, and again, you know, like I, I feel that by nature, we as humans, we are very, very, I, I want to use the word like special and, and not in a cliche way, but like we are very special because we're very quantum. And what I mean by quantum, and this is actually a big thing that I, I just want to invite you guys to like start bringing into your thought process and your vernacular is the idea of quantum living, quantum thinking, quantum existence. Quantum is basically the idea of like, when two things are happening at once or when more than two things are happening at once. So like quantum thinking would basically be what we refer to as multitasking. It might mean, you know, like doing one thing while working on another thing. Quantum consciousness is the idea of sort of like, you know, we're, we're again, we're kind of like here on the physical plane, but we're also existing on the higher planes right now as we speak simultaneously and mm-hmm. to sort of just like bringing our awareness into this reality can sort of begin to like, again, sort of expand our consciousness. Um, but at the same time, uh, we're also um, beings that work very well when we are able of focusing on one thing at one time. So again, I think the universe is very realistic in the understanding that we can only handle so much at one time without it being a burden or you know too much noise because again this is almost not too far off topic but i feel it's a big part of the reason why uh when we come into a new lifetime we don't always remember our past lives not to say that the information of our past lives is lost but it's not just at the forefront of our focus or else it would cause us to sort of be unable to focus fully on the life we are living right now it's like your past life yeah that was important way into this life but because you're not able to fully recall it gives you more of the initiative to focus on who you are right now in the same way and what i'm saying is that you know for some people dreams can almost sort of um depending on your relationship can almost become something like of a form of escapism they can almost become something that takes people away from their initiative of this reality and i know a lot of people will even be interested in the concept of lucid dreaming for that they'll be interested and that's not a bad thing because sometimes it's what gets them into the topic you know where they'll be brought into it by the entertainment factor they'll be like whoa you know like i want to control my dreams i want to like have like orgies with space aliens or something like that or celebrities or whatever you know because they get these ideas in their mind and and they sort of and sometimes it'll work for them sometimes they'll find a habit and they'll be like yeah like every night i go and i lucid dream and And I may have like these awesome, amazing experiences and the universe may be like, okay, like this is what they want. We're going to give them lucid dreams for like 20 nights in a row, but then eventually they're going to find that that in itself isn't balance. And, and, and so like you have to find your own balance as well as your own patience between your waking life and your dream life. And and I think that is kind of what you were saying is um, a very important thing is to have patience with your dream. Like, don't wake up in the morning and be like, oh, like crap. Like I didn't have a dream about aliens or something. Understand and trust yeah. that it will come when the time is right. Um, but again, you know, like even when we're in the process of like, not smoking cannabis and writing down our dreams, uh, it becomes very common for us to remember our dreams every night. And I think that is normal for us to be able to remember our dreams every night. They may not, they may just not be super like higher level of craziness. Sometimes they may be like mundane, 
more mundane ish, but still be very important and very symbolic and still have valuable lessons. Cause again, you know, with dreams, a big part of what I feel they're there for is to teach our soul. So if people say like, are dreams real? My very simple answer of saying is that they provide experiences. And if we can learn from the experiences, then that's what makes them real because our soul learns from them. So if it's something we can learn from, then that's the value of it, regardless of whether it's in this dimension or another dimension. If it's something that our soul can learn from, there is value to it. There is realness to it because it adds to our character. It adds to our understanding of ourself. I'll just share a quick story um, I want to share, and then I think we'll pass it. Um, I think Terrence, uh, you mentioned you had another dream, and we'll share there. Um, this is a dream that I actually had. Um, I'll just share two things real quick. Um, a dream that I had a few nights ago, and there was one dream where um, there was like this golden staff that I had. And I don't even remember the full details of the dream, but I hadn't smoked cannabis that day. So I was able to recall and everything. Um, and I remember holding this golden staff and actually being able to turn into like a beam of light to like jump around, which I thought was like super, super cool. And again, it's not just like this fantastical idea that exists within dream space, but I feel that's actually more of a reflective of the capabilities of what can actually happen within the astral dimensions in terms of like our beings being light and the idea of like our thoughts governing where it is that we go but it was really cool because it was kind of like almost like out of an anime where i was like holding a staff and i would like imagine myself like going somewhere and i would almost like arc like a rainbow as like a beam of light and i would like be like pew 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 and i would kind of like move from one place to another and it was like very natural to me and i was like whoa what like that was so cool so again you kind of wake up from that and it's just like okay like was that like what was the meaning of that you know what was the importance of that and and again i think it almost taps into um whether we're fully awakened at this level, a part of our spirit is very much awakened. And a part of our spirit, given the tools within the astral plane, is capable of phenomenal things. Again, it's just kind of like right now, we're like constantly going through this process of remembering, like the reconnection of ourself with ourself. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. Again, just as another example of what can happen within dreams is that we can literally turn into like other beings we can turn into forms of light and that's a common thing and i'll just say this within dreams that's really interesting is that keep in mind that when you're in dreaming dream space it's common for us to associate ourselves as having a body but that is usually just like the construct that we project within the dream space it's more realistic to think of yourself almost as like a single point of light and you can almost think of yourself as like that single point of light being anchored onto the pineal gland so when you're like flying around in the dream space you're almost just like literally like a like a firefly like a single point of light and so in that sense it's just like wait what? like a fairies and fireflies it brings back those ideas again right um but yeah so keeping in mind that like when you're in a dream and if you become lucid by no means do you have to have like the projection of this physical body that you're commonly used to like you can literally turn yourself into anything which is crazy and again it really stretches the imagination it really stretches the potential of what um what the mind is capable of um michaela you have to head out did you want to just say good night and anything else that you want to share before heading out and Go ahead. Yeah. Go I just it. wanted to say thank you all so much for this amazing conversation. I had such an amazing time listening to all of your beautiful thoughts coming from your beautiful, awesome souls. And the other thing about dreaming, just want to go back to that for a second, is just I think it's super important to just love wherever you're at in this moment and whatever kind of dreams you're having. And 
the more that you can, you know, bring acceptance into everything that's going on in your life, I think the faster you will manifest your desired outcomes, including things such as lucid dreaming. So just always love where you're at in the moment and whatever kinds of dreams you're having right now. And even if you're not remembering your dreams, love that. And it will come to you a lot faster, I promise. Awesome. I like that. I like that. Just like fueling your dreams with love. And uh, yeah, yeah exactly. that's super cool. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much, everybody. Thank you too. I'm, I'm glad you made it. And uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> it was a hard process trying to get on here. It was the whole thing. I apologize for that, everybody. <laughs> no worries. That was an account I made in middle school, in case you guys did not know that. Yeah. I'm... I didn't even realize that it was popped up as boob face. So when he was asking, he's like, who's boob face? And I wasn't responding because I didn't even know it said that. I was like, who is who is boob face? Like, what? <laughs> I, people people who are like listening to this broadcast from the beginning have no context of that. Because I was like, before the broadcast began, when Michaela oh my god, it was so embarrassing. I was like, what? I was like, wait, profile. that was my screen name? When did I even do that? I don't even know. I'm sorry. Another dream, guys. another time. That's <laughs> awesome. But yes, thank you for joining again. And um, for Michaela and anybody else, we'll include the show notes for their links to their profile. So Michaela, do we do we have permission for people to like add and connect to your profile yeah, if they would like? Yeah. Do I need to send my link? Uh, I, I already got it actually. So, oh, okay, it. Yeah, so there we go. So awesome. Right, much love everyone. Good night. Namaste. See you. See you in the dream okay. space. Find us at the dream tree. That's where we're going to meet yeah. up later. So see you at the dream tree. Blessings guys. Very much love. Um, and uh, for those of you interested in connecting with Michaelia, you can check out her direct URL on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash listen carefully. Michaelia Brown 7923 spelled M-I-C-H-A-E-L-A period Brown B-R-O-W-N period 7923. Again, you can find that in the show notes, which will be posted in the comments on YouTube afterwards, as well as on the main website for February 23rd of Dream Class. And uh, I'll post those on the day afterwards. Um, one thing I was just going to mention real quick uh, within another dream that I had that was just like really interesting. And um, we'll pass it I think to Terrence in a second and just as a heads up guys, we're going to wrap up this class by 2 AM. So that gives us about 50 more minutes to play around. Um, (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) even saving more for another time. Um, Stay tuned for other special 10 hour edition broadcasts. We do those now and then. Um, mm -mm. Cool. Uh, Zoe, did you want to, did you want to say farewell before you head out as well? Go ahead. Sorry. Cool. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I just had like one dream experience that I'd like to share uh, before I step out. But um, so lately in my dream space, it's been teaching me like one of the most important lessons in my life right now, which is just that like the thoughts that you have um, can really manifest into your reality even if you're not really conscious of it. Um, Cause in my dreams, a lot of the time I'm like flying through the air and just doing a lot of awesome stuff. And then like the littlest worry comes into my mind and all of a sudden my whole dream space changes and I'm literally there in that, in that scenario. So, I mean, in this like specific circumstance, it was a dream I was having uh, the other night where I was like Superman or like, I don't know, my own version of Superman. And, um, 
I was like fighting ninja style with these different kind of like monster people in the city. Um, and then I was able to get away, but um, then I was like going traveling into another place. And then all of a sudden I, I thought about it again and I was immediately back into that space. Um, and so I woke up from that just feeling like pretty, pretty weird. And um and there was just a lot of different experiences that I've had about that specific lesson. So, um, yeah, I think that it's just important to be um, conscious and diligent with what you're thinking and with what fears you have and just to kind of hold space for them within your own self so uh, they don't get all messy. That's an interesting idea, Zoe. And if you don't mind me, like just before you head out, but yeah, like just... Uh, I, I like that that if there's like stuff happening in our 3d life that we're maybe ignoring or not dealing with it can almost be expected that it will pop up within our dreams and sometimes it will be like in ways that may be feeling unpleasant or unpreferred in, in some ways so that's a very important reminder is that the more we kind of and this is also a key thing of like why we meditate later in the day is to kind of like take the time to think about things that we feel we need to think about so that we can kind of clear our slate so that we, when we go into the dream space, we have kind of like that blank canvas instead of carrying our worries and our tensions and our overthinking mind into our dream, because very likely that will sort of take the place of uh, any other message that may be coming through to us. But yeah, Zoe, that's, that's really, that's really, that was a really, I think just a good example and a good reminder of, um, yeah, what can happen within the dream space. So yeah. Passing it back to you, Zoe, is there anything else you want to mention before you head out? Um, no. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, I, I guess I just want to say thanks. Um, but I, I kind of already said that in the chat. So, uh, yes, yeah, sweet dreams to everybody. Um, and I hope that everyone gets nourished from from their dreams tonight and every night. Very cool, very cool, awesome. Well, Zoe, thanks again for joining, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see you in the future as well as at the Dream Tree or anywhere else that our paths may cross. So, okay. much love. Bye. <laughs> Good night, Zoe. Sweet dreams. Awesome. All right. Um, I'm going to pass it over to Terrence. I know you had something that you want to share earlier, and then there was like a small little tidbit from a dream that i want to share but we'll, we'll do that afterwards and uh we have about yeah about 50 minutes left to play around so terrence go, go right ahead 16 or 50 50 so we got enough time yeah yeah, yeah I'll probably have ish, ish. all right no worries yeah 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 so the alignment i think is what's important with uh, understanding your dreams and i've had some just some really throughout my uh remembering my dreams and when i was smoking cannabis and cannabis um i had two interesting experiences one of them was i was at a football stadium in a dream and it really wasn't a stadium it was like a metallic well it was a stadium but it wasn't normal it was futuristic everything was metallic it was just a gigantic huge stadium and i could see you know this is and i've never even actually been in you know, uh, the biggest stadium I've ever been in holds like 80,000 people. Um, you know, in the dream, the size of it was like three times that big. And I could see all the way across and there was a game that was being played, but it was like uh, kind of a, a 
as a football game, but they were metal robots, like metal men or robots were actually playing football. And on one side of the stadium, I had my mother's side of my family. And then on the other side, there was my father's side of the family. He, the power of the um, situation was that we could chairs our stadium seats to fly around and you could go and talk to whoever you wanted to so I was going back and forth talking to my family members and if somebody got up then you could fly down and you know pop yourself down into their little section that they were in and it was just like this open and that was a really really moving experience for me it was like one of the first dreams I really really clearly remembered when I was in college and it stuck with me for a long long time still now and I didn't I had it, but it was just something that just stuck with me. Another one I had um, while I was um, um, it was like a download of information before uh, advent of uh, uh, reality TV. You know, like uh, I think the first couple of shows were around. Like it was very, very early. It was like at the beginning of Survivor. Like I don't think Survivor even came out yet, actually. It may have been out for a little while or it was in somebody's consciousness. I'm pretty sure that I, I didn't know about it if it was out or not. The load I had was about a game, a reality, all these amazing facets where it was at a time, you know, it was like before 2000, so it was like 90, it may have been 2000 or 2001 or something like that. It was early. It wasn't really what it is now, right? It was at a time where you kept seeing all the, on um, every commercial, you'd see a, a web page and, you, you know, www.cocacola.com. And, and most people were like, what the hell does that mean? You know, but it was on every commercial, you know, because they were promoting the internet over, you know, they know what it was, but it was in, you know, in the early days. And so I had this dream about a reality TV show that would involve the internet and it would be something quite like this where you could vote and you could just use different uh you know connections and connect with people in different ways and you watch this show and everybody would vote on the show and you bet on it and you could make money off of it and everybody could join and create their own team and it was just this really idea and i just wrote when i when i woke up it was like three o'clock in the morning i had a notebook by my bed just happened to have a notebook i was in college and i wrote down um it's your show. And I wrote it upside down in comparison to how the uh, notebook was, was sitting and down, um, went back to sleep. And I, and a couple of days later, I, I found this notebook and I saw it, what I had written. And I, and I was trying to read it upside down because it was horribly written. It was really sloppy because it was like three o'clock in the dark and I was drunk and I couldn't read it. And it took me forever to figure it out. And I flipped it over and I, you know, kind of got clear on it. I could see what it said. And when I saw, when I actually was able to read it, all that information just flushed back into my mind. It's a dreaming experience just came back to me. And I was like, oh my God, I just, what is that? You know, it was just, it was just a fascinating experience of a memory download coming right back to me. I just, I didn't know what to do with it. You know, I knew it was important. I knew it was something I could use, but I didn't know what to do with it. And so then, you know, I kept it in my mind again, just like the stadium dream. And a couple of years later, like a year, maybe not even not even a year, I don't know how long ago it was, 
and I see Survivor. And I was like, man, that's that's my dream. That was the that's what it was about. Ready to to elevate my understanding of the connection of the spatial, you know, realities that, you know, time and space and things of that nature, you know, like we me and somebody else had the same idea or something happened where I tapped into this this information that was present, you know, it came to me. And it was a way I could have used it, but you know, I wasn't Bill Gates, you know, I didn't think like that, you know, so I didn't know what to do with it, but it was just this really fascinating experience I had. So being unaligned, I think, for both of those dreams, it's evidence of, of using your consciousness and being clearer about who you are and what you're doing and why you're doing it, understanding your purpose. Whenever you receive information, you can, it, it'll be more clear to you. You will know what to do with it. Receiving it, it just takes a little bit more harder work when you're not clear, when you're not focused, then you don't know what to do with it in relation to what uh, Michaela was sharing. It, we have, you're ready to go, you know, people can learn rapidly if, you, if, you're, if you're aligned, if your mind is aligned with your true self, with who you really are. You will be able to use everything that you receive, the depth that you receive from the inner levels of consciousness. I had another experience where my shoulder, I was always tense. You know, I had some tense energy when I was a little bit younger. I did not be tense, you know, and I had a teacher who was a, um, he was a massage therapist and he tried to tell me some stuff, but I didn't really listen to him all the time, but he, he would, you know, give me a massage every once in a while, but he wouldn't everything away from me because he knew that I needed to learn why my body was reacting the way it was because thought is caused. So the way that we think is what actually causes the way we dream. And it also causes, you know, physical you know things in our body and everything. It's all about how we think. Dream, he told me to do a certain like move, like a kind of a stretch. Like there was in a dream where he was showing me the stretch to do. Woke up and started doing that stretch and it made a gigantic difference in my, you know, my tightness. So um, that's some dream, like I actually used it. You know, it was like some information and I took it out of the dream and actually used it. I had another dream where I was looking at a flower. And I, when I woke up, I was lucid. And I was like, this is the most beautiful flower I've ever seen in my life. It was amazing. It almost made me cry. And when I woke up, I, I tried to pull it into, into my waking life. You know, I, I really wanted to bring it with me. And I was really distraught when I, when I couldn't bring it. Um, I realized that, you know, that was a dream. So, seeing experiences I've had. That's cool, man. That's cool. I, I like, um, yeah, just the, the, the variety of, of those are, are, are good examples. And again, you know, like, I think that's really interesting, going back to even what Jared was saying, of thinking of dreams as downloads. You know, like we literally every night we kind of like log in and we're just like, all right, let's go check our emails. Let's go check our dreams and let's like unpack these files and process them and stuff. And sometimes it seems that even even if there's a dream that to us may almost seem like it went over our head, we almost have to think that like our soul still got something from it. Or, you know, even if you wake up from a dream and you're just like, whoa, that was really intense, even though you may not even be able to fully remember it, part of, I guess, what helps is knowing that your soul experienced it. Your soul still got 
what it needed out of that which is interesting because like you can just wake up and you just feel like you were super busy in the dream space and you're just like whoa you know like i'd love to be able to fully remember maybe i don't need to be able to fully remember but i know that i experienced something and i know that that didn't just disappear into emptiness but was actually integrated into my soul consciousness and perhaps that will actually unravel itself over time. So, I mean, you know, you get that idea that some downloads you might download using the term download, and then it literally takes like months or even years for it to slowly unpack itself into this reality. And then like a year later, it'll be like, whoa, like that dream suddenly holds more relevance now than it did at the time. Um, just examples. Uh, Terrence, did you want to say something again on that? And I, I know Jared has his mic open in a minute. Um no, I'm cool. I'm, I'm yeah. I just, okay, cool. I actually, I think I better go ahead and, and uh, head note myself. Okay, cool, man. But, uh, yeah, but like I said, I definitely want to hook up with both you and Jared. Um, cool, man. Do you want to just post your Facebook into the profile? I know we got your page, but if you got your personal profile, you can connect with that as well. Um, and uh, Jared, you want to jump in on yeah. something before Terrence heads out? Yeah, I want to chime in what you just said there. You think it's uh, that all I, I kind of feel like all our dreams literally have something to do with this present life, even if they don't make sense, like you were saying, you know, as a download, as as our fractured minds try to recover this information and piece it together. But there was another thing that I, I just, like, kind of had an epiphany the other day. It's like, you know, associative memory, you hear a song, it brings you right back to that, that moment you heard it the first time, this associative memory. And it, and I think the same thing is true in this life for past lives. So the, the moment we hear something, when it's, whether it's extraterrestrials or anything, it just registers an associative memory, whether it's a future life or what it, whatever you want to call it, it. It's a literal memory of some sort in our construct, in our being, and who we are. And we're tapping into that. And, and it triggers into us. And we, we feel this direction of truth to it. And we want to unravel that and get more but it seems to be limited. That's why I think we all like being here to get more of these pieces of the puzzle of our fractured mind back together, you know? But I don't want to steal your show here. <laughs> I just want to touch that. No, I, I think that's great, man. And, and, and again, you know, I think that's a reflection of like how the holographic mind works, where like one idea, one symbol, one sound is a portal to like the, the hyper memory that, that may be like more directly um, associated with what it represents in, in a way so again and that's why writing down your dreams work and kind of even what terrence was saying you wrote down that word the phrase like upside down and everything this is your show and and just the idea of like fully remember but then you read it like a week later and then boom it's just like catches you right it's like opening up a file on your computer it's like a shortcut and, and it expands that entire folder with everything in within it um yeah Ter okay it looks like terrence i was just supposed to invite terrence to say farewell but terrence just uh he's out for now but thank you again terrence and for those of you who do want to connect with terrence um again he did have the personal profile uh, his personal page of we are valuable media run a search on that on facebook and you can also find his personal facebook at terrence bellows t-e-r-r-e-n-c-e -E and dot bellows b-e L or B yeah B E L L O W S and if you run a search on that it should show up but again you can check the show notes as well um, 
one th- one thing I was just going to mention real quick, and, and and I know um Tony's got something that he wants to uh, share with the group, and Jared, anything else that you want to share as well, and then we'll get close to wrapping this up. Um, usually we go into like a a, a, a dream tree meditation. Um, we may or may not do that for this one. We may just do like a simple closing breath meditation at the very least. But oftentimes we'll do a meditation where we like set the intention to meet up at a shared space within the dream space. Uh, at the dream tree is what we specifically refer to it as, which is like a dream in the middle of a, f- a tree in the middle of a field and kind of focusing on that image and um so we may just do a simple simple one with that opposed to an in-depth version but what i was just going to mention because this is uh just like one of the dreams that i had recently that i thought was interesting and and just putting it out there is just something that for me was even kind of new um but i actually had a dream and again it was on the weekends and uh it was when i was like at my partner's house cat and um when i was like with her and everything like that she actually was like there to uh confirm that this happened but was it what was interesting is that within my dream i remember there was like a chipmunk or a squirrel and it got like let loose in some area and then like i was like kind of chasing it within my dream but what <laughs> the interesting thing that actually ended up happening is that within my dream i like tapped into some part of my inner wolf or my inner canine and i actually started like growling at the uh at the squirrel or the chipmunk within my dream but i was actually like kind of like half awake half asleep kind of thing and i was actually like making kind of like dog growling noises out loud like well still asleep so it was just kind of like a like i don't even know if i can recreate it properly but it was just like a it was like kind of like that like at least that's what it kind of like sounded like and in my dream i was like i think i was like barking or something or like doing some sort of wolf noise at this um creature which again i think was kind of interesting because it's just like you know we're talking about past lives and stuff like that yeah we're so hyper more we're more hyper dimensional than we realize and and i don't think it's off the table to consider having dreams of being different animals and, and things and so wolf is a is one of my animal totems that is like a part of who i am and, and everything and so i mean for me it was just kind of interesting to be like whoa you know maybe there actually literally is like part wolf in me or, or maybe i've lived a past life or a future life as a wolf or something and then within the dream this kind of shows up but yeah it was just so weird because like uh, again my partner who was like sitting next to me when that was happening she was kind of like put off by it she was like is he choking on his tongue like what is happening right now but in my dream i was like growling at a squirrel or something in my dream so i just thought that because i had never done that and i just woke up and i'm like what the hell was that like did i just make that noise like what was that so it was kind of like it was it was bizarre but at the same time it was just um another example of like what can happen within dreams so if you wake up making animal noises uh don't be too alarmed because apparently it's a thing so (laughs) anyways i just wanted to share um okay let's keep passing and talking stick around again guys it's about 1 30 now so we're in the last half hour of the show thank you again to everyone for tuning into this and uh we'll go over some basic community stuff a little bit later but let's keep passing talking stick around um i know tony wanted to mention some specific things on exercises that people can do to uh obtain out-of-body experiences lucidity and astral projection astral travel which again we haven't like fully defined that and maybe we can do a little bit about that um but passing it over to jared first jared is there anything that you wanted to mention in the meantime before we pass it over to tony well i've seen jacqueline want to chime in something would appreciate i do want to get myself well i don't know if you want to extend the night or whatever because i got into altered realities 
and a few other things. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, Michaela said it answered her own question with some of them. Maybe it's <laughs> not. We need to be more physical now. We need to reunite with people like ourselves to get these answers. You know, it's probably why we're not getting to our dreams and a lot of things that we need to. We need to be more grounded here in this physical life. And I think most of these things will pop together as they need to be. But yeah, I'll, I'll let everyone else talk. You know, let them because new new people would not you know get their words in and then if we have time for me we'll click in but i'll probably be here every two weeks you know <laughs> okay cool man cool yeah and, and even if you got like a bullet point form uh, we can always do that and expand on it later um but yeah we'll pass I, I got a dream dropping in a lot of different things too you know okay, i don't cool. think I'm familiar with that terminology what was the term dream dropping get into other people's dreams right. different things you know wild yeah. stuff I've, I've got a lot of stuff to share Cool, so, man. Cool. We'll talk about that soon. Yeah, definitely interesting. Definitely relevant. So, yeah, yeah when it comes Jack, up. Jack can talk, whatever. Let's them get in. All right. Let's do that. All right, yeah. sweet. So, passing it over to Jacqueline. And, and there was some discussion about this in the chat as well, just about, like, um, premonition and deja vu within dreams <clears throat> that people uh, have have had, which, again, is, is not an uncommon thing to sort of, like, have dreams of the future, um, have dreams of premonitions and things. So, um, Jacqueline, did you want to share uh, a bit about some dream experiences that you've had? Go right ahead. Yes, um, I have this dream. Um, I dated it November 25th of last year. Uh, it's kind of in bullet uh, bullet form, so I, I don't know if it, it flows, but I'll just kind of share it anyways. Um, I, I think the main deal was I was trying to figure out some kind of a, a puzzle or some kind of an issue to solve throughout the entire dream. I, I don't know exactly what it was, um, but I, I, I was in some sort of meeting um, everyone stood up and made some sort of weird sign with their hand. I don't know. Um, and people, I, I knew that they were scared if they did not do that sign with their hand. I, I don't really know what that means. Um, and then whenever I walked outside with a group, um, I saw, I don't want to call it like a spaceship, but like a hovercraft type, you know, I call it, I put skyship here in my notes. Um, but it was, whenever it was flying, it was dragging um, like a blue coffin or some sort of carrier, I guess. Uh, but I knew that the person inside was not dead. They were just like frozen or they were a prisoner because they, you know, weren't cooperating or, you know, part of the resistance or something. I'm not too sure about that. Um, and then I found myself another part. I was in a class and, uh, you know, we, we were, uh, I think, faced with a problem that I was trying to solve the whole time. Um, and, and I think I was the one that figured it out. And um, I was friends with one of like the main people, I guess, um, and I had told him the solution, um, and I also had to hide him at some point. I don't know, <laughs> but um, I, I, the vibe I got was he was really intelligent, and he was a leader, and he really trusted me, and, and so I just wanted to share that. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> cool. So did, did you have, like, do you have, even now in retrospect, do you, like, have any different feelings about that or do you feel there's something that you learned from those or is it just kind of more than just a cool experience or well i mean it kind of reflects you know how i feel you know wanting to fight the system and all that kind of stuff but at the same time i'm trying to you know be the change i wish to see because for a while and about that time i was really kind of in a fighting mode i guess and now I'm more in a peaceful mode. Like I, I was really grasping, I guess, my masculine aspect. And then now I'm going more into the feminine, more loving, more, you know, creative that I've always been, but I always suppressed, I guess. I was talking about this with someone else earlier. 
um, you know, I'm really trying to explore that, I guess, about myself and share that with other people, try to get that out of them too, you know, through writing, you know, mm -hmm. sharing your, your thoughts and, you know, like I said before, trying to find your voice because that's something I kind of struggled with is to say, you know, this is me because I was always you know, real self-conscious and, and nervous to speak my mind. And I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm becoming more myself, I guess, and, and not, you know, actually proud to be myself. So I guess. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. I like that. I like that a lot. And again, you know, like with dreams, um, I've kind of mentioned this <clears throat> before, but um, dreams are really powerful because they can show us the many sides to ourselves. They can show us the hero and the villain. And, and sometimes if it shows us the part of ourselves that we may not fully agree with, that allows us to sort of run these experiences almost like a simulation so that we can wake up from them, decide how we feel about what we did within our dream, and then use that to change our course within our waking personality, our waking choices. And at the same time, you can also do something in a dream that can be very empowering for you, something that can be like a very selfless or a very heroic act. And you're just like, whoa, you know, like, I've never seen myself do that before. Yet now that I've seen it within a dream i know that it's there i know that it's a part of me so i mean you know it's very cool to sort of do something epic and awe-inspiring within a dream and then to know that like that's actually helping unlock your courage to do what it is that you need to do within this physical life as well so yeah yeah and I, I really cool. believe in like the soul family and i've mm -hmm. i've you know discovered you know you guys and and shout out again to ashley you know she she's really been um really awesome throughout this so yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to Ashley. She may very well she still be awesome. listening. She needs to be here next time. <laughs> she will. She will. <laughs> awesome. Sweet. Okay. Um, yeah, let's keep bouncing around, guys. Uh, Jacqueline, was, is there anything else that you want to say in the moment? That... No, no. Just, okay. just sharing that little weird dream. Little weird dream. Cool, so. <laughs> this, this little weird big dream that we're all living in here right A now. Little blurb, little blurb of my other life. <laughs> Weird's another word for awesome. So exactly, I've always been called weird, but I, I've always taken it as a compliment. So there you go. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> there you go. Sweet. All right. Okay. Um, I know. Uh, I know. Tony did want to get in and some discussion points. Um, Tony, did you want to uh, go open up? into what it is that you'd like to share if you're there tony and uh let me just check your microphone um yeah yeah, yeah okay tony so go ahead you're, you're saying earlier that you had some points that you wanted to mention um if you can do that just in a however format you want to do it um got some notes i'll stick to it i don't think it'll take more than five minutes hopefully cool yeah yeah, yeah. whatever works man all right so go ahead tony is it jacqueline Hey, Jacqueline, I just realized who you were. <laughs> I was the one saying hi to you on the listening tree. Oh, oh, hey. <laughs> it's beautiful, familiar you got there. Okay, uh, I'll go ahead and go into my introduction real quick. Um, I've been in magic for about 30 years, I guess, something like that. Various different types. Uh, uh, it would take too long for me to name them. <laughs> Wiccan and high magic is one of my favorite ones. I'm really into hermeticism. Uh, but we'll just leave it at that. I'm in Oklahoma, uh, so, and I'm like on my 22nd, 25th birthday. I don't want to get over 25 until I decide to, so there's that. <laughs> now, one thing that I'm going to get jumping right into it right now, um, thing, whenever you're doing your dream journals, don't ever say, I didn't remember my dreams. Write something like, I chose not to remember my dreams, because that way it puts it in your court. 
uh, and it's it's psychological and subconscious, but it does work. I've got that from one of my uh, mentors that taught me about that. Um, I'll go ahead and just, that's just a real quick thing, but with the, uh, then I'll just jump into a couple of experiences that I've had where, and it'll roll into the experience, into the exercises as well. I was sitting on a recliner one time and I wasn't doing any drugs or nothing like that. I was just really relaxed. And, uh, it almost feels like you're starting to rock whenever you right before an OBE. So that's what it happened is like there was just like this rocking motion and it felt like I was on a boat or something, but I knew I was on a stable recliner, but I was rocking. So my astral body was actually rocking. And then whenever I closed my eyes, I just kind of left my body. And I don't know why, <laughs> but I found myself in a, a yard that I'm in, you know, at a house I'm at now, about 20 or 30 years later. And there was like this Coke can sitting on a on the ground and I focus kind of like a Maudie type of dune uh, yell I guess you could say and and aimed at that coke can and the whole dream rippled and as the dream rippled it went toward that coke can and then you just hear ding 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 but no coke can I don't know what happened to it but it was just something to do to practice another time that I did it was uh and now I'm going to get into the, the uh, exercises. Uh, there's that rocking thing that you can do, or you can roll. <laughs> no pun on the music. But <laughs> one, of the, one of the easiest ways to do it is to um, set your alarm. And I mentioned that book, The Phase, P-H-A-S-E. It's available on the Internet, and it's got a lot of stories about different people's OBEs, out-of-body experiences, whether you want to call them lucidity, uh, astral projection, um, uh, OBE, or what have you. There, there, there is some differences between them, but I don't want to get into the nuances of it right now. But what you do is you set your alarm clock for about four hours. After that four-hour period, you, you wake up, and then you, uh, you don't reset the alarm clock, but you try to set the intention that you're going to wake up two hours later. So, and you will. If you set the intention, you, you will wake up two hours later. And when you wake up two hours later, like go to the bathroom, uh, get you something to drink, go back to bed. And yes, it's a long process, but it does work. And then you go back to sleep for another two hours. Now, after this next two hours, you wake back up. And it might be a little off from two hours, but you uh, do the rocking move. Where you're trying, you just stay in bed. You got your hands on your on your side, like in the one position, and you just kind of rock back and forth, and see if you can just leave. Or you can also just do what they call a rollout, where you just roll. Your your body stays in place, but you just roll. Preferably to be used on a full size or king size bed, because if you do it on a twin, you might wind up on the floor. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I've done that. And another one that you can do besides rocking and rolling. It's not getting out of bed, but sitting up in bed. And I had an experience, of course, I'm also a practicing mage, and I had an experience uh, as well as a witch. So I had an experience where whenever I sat up, as soon as I sat up, I was in a different room. I looked over in this like wicker chair, which is not my bedroom, and I saw me sitting there, or at least my body. And immediately I did what they call the, the lesser banishing ritual of pentagram. And it's like Brendan said earlier, it's like – 
the energy was coming out of my finger. I had a, 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 a like a torch or, or like a, a flamethrower of blue flame coming out of my finger whenever I was drawing the pentacles and all of the other and doing all the rituals and the God names and everything. It was all so vibrant and real. It was just so amazing. But yeah, that's, um, that's, that's some exercises that you can do in a couple of, uh, I, I guess you could say experiences that I share, I shared with you guys as well. But yeah, the phase is a good book to check out as far as that exercise, as far as having exercises in it to actually get some practice going and doing it. Uh, and then also, Brendan, I sent you something on uh, Facebook if you want to add it to the PSC list. <laughs> you know, it's an astral projection class, and it's it's general public use. Is That's what the author says. As long as you don't try to sell it, it's, it's completely cool. So there's that. Um, I think that's just about it. Now, you did mention something about animals, and I have had experiences where I've, like, literally walked. As a, of course, my spirit animal is like a panther or a jaguar. So I've had that experience where I was walking, and you could feel that sleep movement uh, and the low profileness of it. You could see that it wasn't at a different; it was at a different height. Now, admittedly, you know this is a uh, a, a mental form. Uh, it's just a form that you take where you know you're just floating on your dot. Basically, as you was talking about, like the third eye, you know, you're just dot of consciousness, and you can take whatever form you want to. But yeah, and um, what was this? Oh, there was also the triggers. Of course, that was briefly mentioned. I, I, I'm trying not to jump around too much, but and cover all these points with as fast as I can. But yeah, uh, triggers that happens too. When you write stuff down in your dream journal, write down keywords. Because those key words will trigger, just like uh, a homie was saying about he just wrote, you know, you're the show. And it, that immediately just triggered everything. So write down keywords, even if you don't remember most of it. Just write down just little things you can remember. And, and when you go back to it a week to two weeks later, it'll all come back to you. But I think that's pretty much all I had to, 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 uh, to share on that. But yeah. Uh, it's 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 really interesting. It's it's incredibly awesome. It's an awesome experience if you've never done it before. Now sometimes whenever you leave your body, there'll be a buzzing feel, and just don't be afraid of that. That's just that just happens. Yeah, and that buzzing like literally is like the frequency of your own body that you're hearing. <laughs> it's weird feeling too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like you're getting electrocuted or something. But no, you're not. It's all good. You'll be fine. Mm -hmm. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's that, Jared? I like to chime in about that buzzing aspect of the astral travel. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember like, my dream. Yeah, this is. I I find it to be, you know, for better, lack of better words, like the last thing to fall asleep is your ears, and when your ears finally shut down, you're out. And lucidology goes over a lot of tips and talks about sleep paralysis. And how you trigger things. And even if you scratch your nose and do common things, you'll wake up versus going into your astral. Yeah. So these tips and tricks are very valuable. But he also said to, instead of just sitting up or rolling over, because those are common things you do in physical life, that you might actually wake up and roll over if you're not in sleep paralysis. But if, if you were to twist and push downward, it's not something that we do as common. So most likely, even if you are not right into that sleep paralysis aspect, you'll pop out or you'll continue to drift until you are. Yeah, that's well, just 
Oh, I was just going to say that's some exercises that I mentioned. But yeah, there's various ways that you can do it. And then you experiment, you know, with whatever works for you. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know what, guys, like just while we're still on the topic um, loosely of like astral projection, I, I actually did just want to like ask you guys to practice taking a crack at defining astral projection because i do feel that you know a lot of people sort of like hear that term but there is still a lot of confusion as to like what it means and there is a little bit of ambiguity because it's a a very kind of like it's it's, it's a very like gradient in terms of where astral travel begins and where lucid dreaming begins and if they're one and the same depending on how you define them um tony i was going to ask you how how if someone sure. were to ask you like explain to me like what does astral travel mean and 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 what is it and maybe how i would be able to experience it what, what would you say to that person well predominantly the dreams that well i would say most of not all of the dreams that uh, we have uh, occurs on the astral plane so if you're lucid dreaming you're on the astral plane so uh if you're astral projecting, you're still on the astral plane. So they are both technically in the same ballpark. Uh, I would have to say with astral projection, you take yourself out of your box. Where with lucid dreaming, you kind of like stay, you know, kind of like in your own dreams and you let your subconscious kind of like, you know, you just, you're awake and you're alert, but your subconscious is still playing. You know, but we're in the, in the astral, it's not as much subjective as it is objective. You know, because once you leave the, I don't want to say the confines, but once you leave the boundaries, if you will, of your uh, lucid uh, dreamlike state of that little, like, uh, I guess you could say like a, a boundary, a fence or something like that, and you move outside of that, out of your yard, <laughs> then you're out in the world. You know, then you're out in the world and you're astral projecting. But if you're really just doing it within your dream, in your little yard, your little limbo, then that's lucidity. That's the way I would see it. Yeah, and, and again, you know, like even with that, I, I still feel that there's like a little bit of confusion and not, and not based on just like how you define it's it hard to explain. like that yeah yeah it can be um and and, and i'll let uh we'll, we'll let jared take a crack at it too jared like yeah, i remember my dream i want to add to his interpretation as well yeah uh, yeah yeah described, like the dr strange scene i don't know if you guys watch dr strange at all yet phenomenal mm -hmm. movie mm -hmm. but he described that that altered aspect like a safe room safe spot and i've i've witnessed the safe room the safe spot and all these others it's like whatever you can think of it's possible in that realm. It's the speed of thought. It's, everything's thought driven. It's, it's phenomenal. Well, I just love being there. You know, Edgar Casey was a hero of mine in the sense bringing all that stuff up. But for me to define astral travel, I would definitely say Tony's right on the ball with a lot of that. Uh, the best way most physical people would understand it is it's kind of like you see a person getting in and out of a car. Just because they don't have a car doesn't mean they're not real when he talks about apparitions and most of us are going to sleep at night and most of us know ghosts and all these other things that happen at night so maybe that's a helpful way of analogy to understand and that we step out of our bodies and we're going danny phantom right <laughs> yeah. another way to describe it you know and they say that you could get to the point where you can do that at will even awaken time and maybe these epiphanies why awake are still in the same realms as well whether you're sleeping or not sleeping 
information still comes through the dome, you know? Yeah. 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 And, um, I'll, I'll add on to what it is that we're talking about and I'll, I'll take a crack at this, um, as well, just trying to yeah. define what, okay. So again, you know, I think we were using the term astral travel, but again, like astral projection, to some people would be like a more specific form of astral travel or a more specific uh, action rather. Um, okay. So if someone were to ask me like what the, what the shift is astral projection um, the way how I would explain astral projection would sort of be stepping back and to, and again, we've kind of already reiterated this, but let's just pretend we're at square one to sort of introduce the idea that you are more than your physical body. You have your physical body and you also have your astral body amongst other bodies, but let's not get too complicated. And so every night you enter into the astral planes, every time that you go to sleep, Astral projection is the process of being able to experience yourself from the conscious perspective beyond your physical body as your astral form. And so what's interesting with this is that, you know, we talk about astral projection, um, it can sort of kind of go two ways, it can kind of go uh, directly into the dream space, which is kind of going inwards, or it can go outwards into the physical, which basically at that point is uh, synonymous with remote viewing. So again, to some people, and again, it's it's not really set in stone as to what the be-all, end-all definition of astral projection is. To some people, astral projection would be more categorized as the specific intention of going into a meditative practice and trying to like project actual body outside of your physical body into the physical world around you and being able to get those experiences where such as you're flying over your houses and you're going and visiting your friend and you're seeing what they're watching on TV or, or if they're eating peanuts or something like that. And then you come back and you tell them and you say, Hey, I saw you eating peanuts. And there's like, how do you know? I actually projected over and I saw. Um, so again, like actual projection, I feel it is uh, easier to, to categorize when we're thinking of it as the uh, intention of going into a meditation to be able to project our intention. And, and um, again, how is this possible when you start to understand that the physical realm still correlates to the same principles as the dream space in which if you think of a place, you can go to a place. And so I feel that's part of what astral projection is about as well as if you like target an, a location or a person or an energy, you will get information about that. And depending on your own personal receptivity and your own experience, that can be um, more clear uh, and sometimes it can be more ambiguous. And so again, like this is where you get into the idea of remote viewing. This is what they are actually training people to do. And again, just stepping back and just being like, holy crap, like how crazy is that? Is that we as humans actually have this ability to actually see things beyond our physical body, but state the obvious, it's not something that is easily accessible. And it seems that it is something that has to be kind of worked towards with intention and almost earned. But these experiences do occur spontaneously, which is obviously what you get when you start talking about near-death experiences and OBEs, out-of-body experiences. So in some cases, OBEs and astral projections are one and the same, but sometimes OBEs can happen unintentionally, whereas astral projections are more so about the intention, um, I feel.
So that would be my way of explaining it is astral projection is like when you literally sit down and say, I'm going to astral project. Whereas if you like have a dream and you just like imagine yourself projecting over your friend's house and stuff like that, that still is astral projection, but you didn't really, you kind of got there by going into the dream space first and then going into the astral projection again see it starts to get wordy and starts to get confusing um but yeah the practice of like sitting down and meditating and projecting your astral form out into the physical or into the inner space of the dream space can you hear me all right is some form of astral projection michael yeah go ahead i'll take a crack at it yeah michael go ahead Oh, Tony can go. Oh, Tony. Go ahead, Tony. Yeah, it was just, I was just going to talk about whenever you're flying, like in this reality, this physical reality, and you're like flying over your house, other, your friends' houses and stuff. Um, the ethereal plane is really part of the physical. So that's ethereal projection. Uh, and it's a whole other story, but it's still part of the whole process. I'm just going to add that. That's all. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and again, you know, it's just like the physical plane that we, or what we recognize as a physical plane, like uh, that still exists within the dream space or that's still like a version of that within the dream space. Again, it starts to get like very hyper and sometimes it's just like hard to like map out how everything sort of works kind of. But yeah. yeah I, didn't, uh, I didn't want to interrupt you, but at the same time, I wanted people to make sure that they understood the difference between mm-hmm. the astral and the ethereal because the ethereal plane, that's where like ghosts and stuff like that reside, you know, as, as on the ethereal. They're still stuck in this quasi dimensional physical, mm-hmm. you know, and that could be also like that limbo that Jared was talking about as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of the astral ethereal limbo. And before you move on, but yeah, I don't want to take mm-hmm. up any more time. Y'all both yeah but but again though tony that that is a good point that uh again you know we're we're, uh, in a very simplified sense we're kind of talking about things as like the physical and the astral the physical and the dream space that's kind of like two places we're either here or we're there but in reality as you start getting into more of the details and depending on what like books you're reading or, or what you know like mystery schools you're learning from yes they literally talk about many many more dimensions than that and and each one sort of has like its own unique characteristics to it but for simplified terms if it helps you yeah you can sort of use it just to differentiate the physical and the astral but as tony was saying there is like the etheric which is almost like this like kind of in between stage so to speak but yeah just know that there's a lot going on so slowly walk your way into it if you happen to be new to this stuff um oh, i remember uh i was asked a question about a dream i you were asked if there was a dream story that you might want to share with the intention of like sharing a story that would be kind of like a cool representation of what can happen in dreams if you want to share that still michael okay yeah that, that's what i meant yeah yeah um all right go for it and we're and just as a heads up we're gonna get close to wrapping up the broadcast soon but go go ahead so basically there's the experiences these experiences can everybody hear me okay yeah sounds good man okay cool um so there's these experiences that i've had these are reoccurring dreams and i have found at least on my journey you know the way that i've had experiences 
Um, when I try, like say, you know, I, I want to have a dream with, you know, little fairy people in them and I want them to show up and I demand that they show up. I, it usually um, does not happen. I want to have a dream where these particular activities are going to take place. That, that usually doesn't happen. What I usually find is that when I just say, I don't care what happens, just um, let the door open and, and see, and see, you know, what comes in. I mean, I'll, I'll keep a close guard, but uh, just, you know, see what, let's just see what happens. And that's when I have the most profound experiences that I found as far as um, whether, you know, you want to call, like with lucid dreaming or, or uh, certain things like that. So as far as these dreams I've been having, I had this really interesting dream where my professor, now my professor, um, he is a religions professor. I took a class with him on comparative religions and all that. Um, but basically, um, he, well, he, he is in, in a certain rank and the, uh, in what is called the OTO. The OTO is just, is like a, an initiatory, um, order. Um, it's similar to masonry, but it's a little bit more, uh, esoteric as far as, um, I guess if you want to say uh, the the esoteric aspect of it, but basically, um, I had this dream, and I keep having these this dream where this author, some may be familiar with him, some may not, uh, named Lon Milo Duquette, which he writes really good um, books, videos. Um, on what is known as like the Western mystery tradition, which is basically hermetics, like, you know, what Tony was saying. Um, but he, I, I keep having these dreams and this isn't the first one I've had where he's been giving me books. <laughs> and I once saw in a dream, it, it was interesting. Uh, I just saw all these different books like on Kabbalah and all this. And I'm like, I have no idea where I am, but why is that author's name in that, in, in, in that bookshelf, you know? And so I've had these dreams where this has happened. And one of the, the interesting experiences uh, that I had in one of these dreams is that um, basically I just woke up, from a, or I just had a dream where my professor, and it, it, here's the interesting thing, is that my professor knows the author that I'm talking about. He actually, like, initiated him. So, you know, there's this kind of student-teacher kind of connection going on. But anyways, um, basically, with this experience um, and this dream, my professor, I was at like this, I don't know if you want to say 
his building or or a university or something but he gave me this huge book it was just a huge book i think it was based on magic or 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 certain certain teachings but it was just this big book and he gave it to me and as soon as i woke up like just as soon as i woke up says you're invited to this lodge and there will be a talk based on St. John and all this, like right after I woke up from a dream. And I said, wow, you know, <laughs> you can call certain things magic if you want, but if that's not magic, I don't know what is. Cause that was spooky, spooky action at a distance. I don't know what that was, but <laughs> it, it happened and it was real, you know? So that's that's just kind of um, I've awesome. had dream I've had dreams like that. So basically, one of the dreams, the reoccurring dreams that I've had is just this one particular author keeps giving me books. And when I message him online, it's it's funny because it's like he's kind of like, oh hey, you know, how's it going? It's a completely different thing. Like you know, I'm just you know just kind of a regular person. But in the dream, you know, he's always giving me these books. He's like, you know, I'm passing down these, these, you know, mystical books to you. And you're the chosen one to receive it. You know, it's, it's really cool. So I just wanted to share that. That's, <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's really cool, man. Like, just like the, again, you know, I don't think that's a coincidence that what you're saying, you had a dream, then you wake up and then something within your reality immediately reflects or amplifies or accentuates like something that came up within the dream. So, yeah, it's almost like you're being stirred in a certain direction. Mm -hmm. And so that to me is really when you're following that current, it's really when you're on your path kind of thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very true to be able to pay attention to like the synchronicities with our dream space and the waking space, because again, yeah, like when you're on the path, I think they become like more prevalent where, you know, that may become like more of a common thing and and maybe dreams will sort of shift. Whereas in like 20 years from now, that will actually be a common thing where you're like dream of someone in a dream. And then you'll wake up with the intention of like, potentially meeting that person for the first time that day or what happens if you're actually looking for them knowing that that reality exists so yeah i mean just keep keep your eyes open because i feel that dreams can sort of be as michael said kind of like helping steer us towards like certain physical experiences Yeah, that's a very good way to put it steer yeah steering stirring yeah yeah so that's cool man that's cool Awesome. Yeah, Michael, thank Steering you for sharing wheel. that, the, the, uh, documenting that. So, that's cool. Oh, sure thing. That's Glad cool. to share. Sweet, guys. All right. Um, so with that said, guys, we are getting close to the uh, end of the broadcast. I'll just uh, invite you guys, if there's anything else that you want to mention, um, we'll just pass the talking stick around one more time. And then we'll uh, move into a very short micro meditation. And then we will wrap up the broadcast. And uh, yeah, considering it's 2 a.m., we'll uh, go practice our dreaming. So um, with that said, uh, who would like to say anything more before we wrap up this broadcast? So uh jacqueline jared or tony if 
if one of you guys wants to say anything, please feel free to unmute yourself and go ahead. And uh, we'll just give a second. Jacqueline, go ahead. Hello. Just want to say thank you for this space. And um, if anyone wants to connect with me, um, I am definitely open to friendship. So love you guys. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Jacqueline. I'm glad things uh, synced up for you tonight. So happy to have you here. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. And uh, again, for people looking to connect either with Jacqueline or anybody else, just uh, check out the show notes. And if they're not up yet, just check back the day, the next day and you'll see them in the info on YouTube or on the main website under the Paradigm Shift Dream class for February 23rd. Um, Jared, Michael, or Tony, anything you guys want to mention? Something maybe you want people to keep in mind as they uh, continue their dream practice. So Jared, go ahead. Well. I didn't get a chance to get into the parallel realities and other aspects like I've been witnessing lately. But uh, I think we came to some conclusions that how these things are happening for a reason. If we don't recall something, maybe it's to keep us on our track here in this life right now. Uh, I'm still dicing into my some of my other realities and things that I've been witnessing lately. And Third Eye didn't come up in this conversation as well i don't know what your experience is with that as well it seems like maybe that's my focus because more and more instead of the astral travel i got into using the third eye and it opens up and it's like a little porthole and i can see everything around me and it's, it's pretty phenomenal but i miss the astral realm a little more you know different different feeling but there's all different aspects tony there you want to say something Brenda mentioned earlier about uh, whenever you're uh, projecting that you're like floating on your third eye, you know, and I kind of added to that. Too. I mean, but yeah, I was briefly just mentioned to mention. I just wanted to. Um, you did say something about if I wanted to add something, and yeah, if uh, you happen to get into a situation where you get scared, uh, which is normal because sometimes it is an alarming, it is an alarming feeling. What you might try to do is. Uh, and it's pretty common with witches and mages and, and the like, is to draw you a circle. You know, even if it's just in the air, or use an incense and designate you a boundary. And as long as you've got that boundary, even if it's just psychological, it lets you know you're safe. But there is more to it than that. And if it happens on the mental, it happens on the physical. So you are setting up a boundary. So I just, yeah, if you want to do that, it'll help if you need to. Yeah, to that as well. Uh, I know with the astral travel, the moment you think of your body, you're right back to it. Anytime you fear, you're snapping back. Anytime you get scared, excited, you're just snapping right back to your body. It's like, quick. It's like, shit, I was really into that. Damn it. Then we'll go back to that. Uh, Tony, I don't want to forget, uh, you mentioned your Enochian magic and uh, your aspects of your areas of expertise in a sense. You're familiar with the uh, power words and whatnot? Get some... the, like the, the god names and stuff? Or they know well, our language. I find that our language is literally backwards from the power words and manifestation of things from our core being, you know. So if we know these words, we can literally manifest like that, you know, in spoke, one spoken word in a sense. And it gets yeah, especially into, if uh, there's words that, especially if it's words that people don't use a whole lot. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's like, kind of like, like Brenda was saying. It's like with these these incredible dreams that we have, we appreciate them more. If we don't have them as often, mm -hmm. you, know, you have them all the time. That's just what you dream, you know. Wunderbar. <laughs> it, 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 
if you could you could almost reverse chronologically understand uh, some of this a little better maybe uh, from our position now and slowly incrementally you know you got a mind you go into your mind you go to inner self the inner self goes into the dreams and into the dream you have all these altered states but all of them still are you and still have all the same aspects through all all of them you know Maybe not so physical. But. Trying to cover something that takes about a month and a half to two months to learn. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it is confusing if you don't know what you're ta what we're talking about. But yeah, absolutely, I completely understand what you're saying. Yeah, it depends who's listening. They need to chime in. They ask questions, right? Yeah, we mm got. -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome, guys. And um, yeah, just going back, because I know Jared was just uh, keen on talking about like anything related to the third eye. And, 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 and again, it, it was briefly mentioned. But again, you know, like, I think it's important to be aware of like how the third eye works in all this. And, and if we're thinking of the third eye as like kind of like that main radar dish or that portal, then uh, yeah, it's important to keep in mind, as Jared was talking about earlier, the uh, aspects of like, things that we can do to help like cleanse our third eye to help open our third eye to help like facilitate that organ into functioning more of uh, what it's actually designed for and, and again not only is it meant to receive information uh, of the world around us in a very hyperdelic way that we may not always be aware of but speculation wise it does seem to be like the bridge or the portal or the rainbow bridge between uh, what it is that we um, do every night in terms of literally going into the astral space um, but yeah Jared does... kind of like the, yeah it's kind of like go, this... go, go ahead talk about the third eye or anything else just for a couple yeah, more it's kind of like this portal you know like I choose right now to speak because the download you know, to keep it more audible for you guys so you can actually hear me so there's no lag. But we can look through it. It's got the aspects that you can hear because you've got to declare sentient, audience, and all that other good stuff. But with all the attributes are there, but we collapse on one or two for whatever reasons, for maybe simplistic aspects, who knows. But what I was getting into with the third eye is some of my experiences. It's kind of what this topic of the show is. And... I, it even lays rise to the unicorns, and I think maybe these unicorns were using the third eye as well, and maybe the depictions of the the horn itself was the, the horse was using the third eye, you know? Symbolism, in a sense. The centaur, I can barely hear you, Tony. Oh, go, yeah. go ahead, go ahead, Tony. I was just going to comment that, then, yeah, there's another creature that has a fantasy a fantasy creature like that that uh, points to the third eye, I believe, also, and that's the Cyclops. Yeah. Uh, uh, my, volume, my volume was so low. This even triggers me to say other things, like the words mythos. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just goes back to the losing truth, you know? It's, it's, you get rid of some of these backwards way of assumptions where we assume words to be or not be, you know? Mm -hmm. And it becomes clearer what things are, or clearer. You there? I can hear. I don't know if you said something, Tony. Oh no, I'm just shaking my head. I didn't. I guess you didn't hear my head shaking. <laughs> no, I didn't. I felt it. I felt it. We're all connected. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's good. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay, guys. Let's. Um. Final points. Anything else that you guys want to add? Go for it. Well, something practical tips, maybe. The, with the third eye and what it looked like for other people that be listening, is it's like. It just, it opened up. It was almost like a spiral tunnel. And then it just opened up and it was circular. 
and it, it it just I just literally looked to my right, my left. I seen these other beans there. I seen I seen a lot. You know, I can go go into detail whether it was my kids and their guides or what was next to them and other experiences to seeing these beings that are just around and my curiosity with them and I get excited and they seem to know you and you just get this benevolent feeling of them, you know. But just you actually look. Aspects like we know in culture that we talk about the Kundalini rise up, you get your third eye, the energetic aspects, you get the, the clear audience and all these other things start happening as well. And maybe that's interfacing and mixing in with our everyday cognitive beta frequency thinking as well and how we take it on but i wanted to just touch about the actual seeing like you look through your eye and you can see into these other dimensions and realms i can leave off there weird weird man awesome and um yeah you know just as an interesting prospect like when we can sort of imagine what it's like to sort of see the world with the third eye open we can almost sort of uh this is a hypothesis in some ways kind of use that as a concept to sort of practice opening or activating our third eye within the dream space. I think that's like a very interesting thing. You know, if you were, if your third eye was open right now, you would see that you literally exist in an ocean of energy and there's like frequencies and infinite unfolding light all around you in any moment, despite like how normal things may appear and what, um, you know, just as an interesting prospect, perhaps we can practice like opening up, that degree of perception within the dream space and this is just something again you know i'm just kind of like kind of just interested in exploring as well as much as i am just talking about it here is the idea of like being in the dream space and be almost like third eye activation on boom and then literally being able to see like the code of the matrix within the dream space and then like sort of bringing that practice and integrating it into this reality as well um which could be you know, part of what we're moving towards is part of like this, like new evolution of human consciousness in which we can kind of begin to activate latent facilities, uh, faculties within our uh, human spaceship body. So yeah, augmented reality, natural augmented reality, but it's not even augmented. It's more like revealing what's already there. So um, yeah. Okay. Final points, Tony, is there anything else you want to yeah, just, for I mean, to keep in mind. I was going to say that um, one of the best ways, and I'm not sure this is like pretty obvious stuff, but as far as like, uh, if you wanted, to, as far as like that snapping thing and being able to do it like at a, you know, to direct it, um, meditation is perfect. It's absolutely perfect uh, because you, it takes you into that, that from the alpha state, like uh, Derek was talking about earlier, you know, into a deeper. Uh, mental states and it's so much easier to visualize and to astral project when you're in that meditative state for sure and and again you know like that's where um just reminding people that like meditation is a practical thing for so many reasons but being able to keep our focus on one place with intention expands into so many other aspects of our life so i mean again you know if you're practicing doing meditation practice just like being present with your breath and then you apply that same concept to imagine say during a meditation you imagine yourself like flying through a tunnel of sacred geometry and your objective is to keep your focus on that journey that you're experiencing and it will lead you somewhere 
and realizing that it is very common for us to sort of maybe be in a meditation and we might start feeling something and we might start feeling ourselves like almost going somewhere. And then suddenly if our focus like goes off path for a second, we lose it, you know, like we'll be like feeling ourselves kind of like going through this experience. And then suddenly we'll just be like, Oh, you know, like I'm hungry or, you know, like I wonder if that new episode of that TV show is online yet or something like that. Right. And suddenly if our focus switches that, connection that signal kind of like goes on without us kind of thing so by being able to be more consciously capable of picking and choosing where our focus is at any given moment um, it allows us to be able to like ride certain waves within the like the dream flow um, as well as within like the meditation because again sometimes within meditation it is kind of a mix between like what you are projecting as well as what you are receiving. And so like sometimes the universe will be like, all right, here's a signal. Let's see if they can ride it. And your objective is to ride it like a wave and you probably will fall off. You probably will lose your focus because that's part of the experience. And to be able to like know that your brain and your focus is constantly going to kind of be waxing and waning uh, is, is being able to learn like how to, make it do it less so over time gradually and gradually and gradually it's like training a muscle just like anything else um but yeah that's what again you know just practice keeping your focus through meditation and apply that to anything within your reality be it focusing on your projects your tasks your relationships and your dreams as well whatever as you think social you become so this is a holographic matrix and you are the source code um yeah okay uh tony was there anything else you wanted to mention we'll just double check otherwise we'll move into a closing meditation i don't think so tony um just got you on mute the... oh, <laughs> oh, go good. i was waiting for the, for the microphone to unmute yeah, but yeah, yeah go I'm, we're good you're good okay cool. very well said too Awesome. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. With that said, guys, thank you so much for being a part of this. We're just going to go into a very, very short uh, micro meditation and just kind of like give some attention to the dream tree. And um, yeah, just before we do that, though, I just want to thank everyone again for being a part of this broadcast and encouraging you guys to share this broadcast and any other broadcasts with people who you may know who may be starting to wake up and beginning to explore some of these topics. And uh, again, connect more to the paradigmshiftcentral.com main website check out some of the quest journals the conscious articles and the other broadcasts under the central news and you can also sign up and create your profile there and practice using the quest journals as your dream logs as well um, which is something i want to be able to set more intention to do as well but again having that space the digital space to be able to share our dreams is a very exciting thing in terms of documenting the ongoing evolution of consciousness in terms of what's happening both on the physical and in the other dimensional aspects of our existence. So with that said, guys, again, just inviting you to tune in again for future broadcasts. The next broadcast will most likely be in two weeks from now and stay tuned. We'll uh, set a specific topic for it closer to the date. Um, it will either be a team broadcast uh, or possibly a global full moon guided meditation because we haven't done one of those in a while. So uh, I have to decide as I get closer to it. And uh, again, if you are a big fan of what Paradigm Shift Central is about in terms of helping shift consciousness and create digital and sacred 
sacred space for community, uh, as well as physical paradigm shift communities as well, which exist all across the world and are about hosting regular open-minded discussion and meditation groups. And of course, we want to invite and encourage people to create physical paradigm shift communities where they are so that they can have these discussions with people in their local community and build the tribe and grow in that sense. But again, if you're looking to support this project, then be sure to check out the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culliton, B-R-E-N-D-O-N-C-U-L-L-I-T-O-N. You can also find it in the show notes and on the main website. If you just click on the link at the bottom of the page that says join the monthly support squad, that will also take you to the Patreon and signing up for a monthly micro donation of just three to five dollars a month also gets you the shifter booster kit which comes with the shift buttons which are the awesome buttons with the esoteric symbols on them that we use to link people to the main website since it has the website on the button and we use those to be able to hack the matrix and to help connect with people where you are and evoke synchronicity so very exciting and very practical and very effective tools and again you can get a kit worth about 70 dollars when you sign up for as little as three to five dollars a month and every donation is greatly appreciated. And thank you once again to everyone signed up for the team Patreon and helping make these broadcasts possible and free for the community. So much love to you guys. And with that said, guys, um, yeah, again, if you're looking to connect with people in the broadcast, be sure to check the show notes. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Skull Babylon. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't yet, youtube.com forward slash Skull Babylon. And uh, stay tuned. There's going to be some new media coming out in the next few days or the coming week, um, including, I don't want to spoil it for you, but just stay tuned for it. And um, yeah, I'll announce some more stuff and be sure to connect to my Facebook because there's a lot of stuff through my Facebook that I post that may not immediately get to you. So if you're not connected to my Facebook, you're going to be missing some broadcasts. Um, in particular, we're also going to be doing a special quest, a live quest item auction to be able to help raise funds for Journey to Lucidity 5, which is, again, another full-length movie that I'm going to be producing this April at Lucidity Festival. And check out lucidityfestival.com if you want to be able to help join in and uh, be at that festival. And of course, that movie, that project is all about awakening within the dream and telling the bigger story of the hero's journey that we are all on as we continue to awaken to more of who we are. So yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And with that said, we're just going to go into a closing meditation and we are going to wrap this up. So at this point, I just invite you guys to get nice and comfortable. And what we've mentioned before is the concept of visualizing the dream tree. And the dream tree as a concept within this broadcast, for those of you who may be new, is this idea of creating a shared space through the power of our imagination that we can actually commonly meet up at within the dream. So imagine yourself becoming lucid and then intentionally going to this place, the dream tree, with the intention of meeting other shifters there. And this is something that we're planting the seeds for now. And some people have already been to the tree and imagine what it will be like in years from now when it actually becomes like more of a readily accessible thing where every night it's like we log into the internet, the internet, the internet, and we can continue to have these real experiences with each other on the dream plane, which I think is a very, very exciting and uh, very uh, encouraging prospect to work towards. So let's just gently give ourselves this moment to share some intention and attention towards the dream tree. So just inviting you guys to close your eyes, 
And then from here, gently just going to connect with our breath. So gentle inhales through the nose. Gentle exhales through the nose or the mouth. Gentle inhales through the nose. Gentle exhales through the nose or the mouth. Just imagine somebody straightening up your posture, just pulling a string from the top of your head, lifting up your spine even just half an inch. Bringing presence into this moment. And so just continue to connect with your breath allowing it to guide you, the inhale meeting the exhale, the exhale meeting the inhale. And using the power, the focus of our imagination, let us gently imagine ourselves in a field and off in the distance, we can see the dream tree. And as we slowly move our way towards it, we allow this image of the dream tree to be whatever we wish it to be within our minds. Within this narrative, just encouraging you to even invite this creative visioning of it in which you see the branches as being slightly illuminated. So rather than the texture of the tree being simply that of a brown wood finish, Rather, you see the branches of the tree as almost being luminescence, having a glow to them, a white and silver glow. And the branches themselves are almost translucent. And so within this, you can see the energy moving up the branches of the tree, moving up from the roots and extending out into the farthest reaches of the branches and beyond into the air, into the space around them. And so as you bring your focus into visualizing this tree, allow yourself to become familiar with it, continuing to breathe, planting the seeds for the intention of returning to this space within your dreams, within your daydreams, a shared space that we can all gather at to celebrate, to commune, to continue the conversations. And so standing next to the tree, imagining other dreamers around the tree, casually having conversation, sitting, almost like a festival, and taking this moment to connect with the tree in your own way. So maybe that means gently putting one hand or two hands on it. It could mean hugging it. It could mean connecting your forehead to it. Whatever it means to you. But just in this next few breaths, pour your love, pour your attention, pour your intention into the tree, knowing that in doing so, it crystallizes it into the dream. And this tree is ancient. This tree is futuristic. This tree is symbolic. This tree connects us to each other, to the bigger parts of ourselves, to the spirit of the earth, to the spirit of the dream. 
And so just take a few moments here in silence, in your own moment of oneness, to just be in this space with the dream, in love, in gratitude, in focus. So connect here with the tree, feeling it, imagining the texture of the wood, imagining the pulse of it moving through your body, the heartbeat of your body, the heartbeat of the tree as one. So just breathe here and just connect to this moment in silence for the next couple breaths. Go ahead. So just continuing to breathe, the calmness of your breath, keeping you present. And taking a moment here to look up at the tree, looking up at the branches, looking up at the energy, the symbol it represents. And when you're ready, you can gently imagine yourself as you choose to perhaps sit down next to the tree, either with your back to it or perhaps facing it and moving yourself into a posture of a meditation and allowing a part of yourself to remain present at this tree so that through your dreams and through your future meditations you can be able to find yourself still in this space still ready for what this future holds. So just allowing yourself to be wherever you are near the tree. Just take a few more gentle breaths here, connecting to this moment. And so you look around the tree and you see the other dreamers, you see the other shifters, the light guardians here with you. And you take a moment to smile and acknowledge them, to thank each other for being a part of this shared dream. And when you're ready, in the position that you're imagining yourself in, we'll slowly begin to transition our awareness back to our physical body of where we are now while still maintaining the presence of ourself at the tree so that we can return to it when we choose. And so imagining what it looks like, keeping that with us, keeping that image in the back of our head and slowly we'll gently begin to bring our awareness back to our physical body and gently connecting with the breath. And slowly when you're ready, 
you can gently begin to wiggle your toes and wiggle your fingers and gently bring your awareness back to the space around you and open your eyes if you choose. So again, thank you to all the dreamers, to all the co-creators of this hyperdelic journey that we are all on. The infinity within me sees and honors the infinity within you. The dreamer within me sees and honors the dream, the dreamer within you. So we are the dream awakening to itself. So so once again, thank you everyone for, for being a part of this. And um, yeah, with that said, we are ready to wrap up this broadcast and to to officially say congratulations for those listening who have made it to the end and points to you guys. And of course, join us again for more future broadcasts. Share this one with your friends and all that exciting shifty goodness and add your support to the team Patreon when you can for more upgrades within the game so yeah um guys did you have any anything that you just wanted to say just relate to that meditation if you guys wanted to if not that's totally cool but any, <laughs> i saw this all around that any, tree before yeah. you said something about it oh yeah yeah <laughs> that was really cool uh and I, this, the tree that i saw was like translucent almost yeah. like a, a mother of pearl pulsing rainbow colors going through it and I, it had like heart-shaped leaves I did. That was really cool. <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking too. So I, I, Sweet yeah, we're getting yeah, I, I, I concur with that. You know, wow. I, I got to the moon detail too. I was. You know, I mean, you know, that where they all go around the tree. <laughs> I was becoming very intimate with the tree. <laughs> that was very awesome. That's well, good, guys. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. So, awesome. All right. So um, again, yeah, we're, we're ready to wrap up this broadcast. And again, just setting that intention for all the people listening to this. Let's meet up at the dream tree. Let's continue the conversations there. I know it sounds like a big idea, but it's totally possible. If all of us became lucid tonight, it would absolutely be a reality. And it already is a reality. It's just a matter of aligning with that reality. So there are many realities. And uh, let's keep having fun with it. Let's keep playing with it. Let's keep dancing our way through it. And let's keep uh, doing what we can to help share this knowledge, this insight, this experience, this joy, this light, this love, and all this shifty goodness with those of us who we can within our life as we continue to help shift consciousness, help shift paradigms, and help change the world. So much love, everyone, for tuning into this broadcast. Again, help create a paradigm shift community where you are. Sign up for the main web site if you haven't yet go have some conversations plant those seeds and as always keep it shifty and we will see you guys in the future for everyone who's still here guys please feel free to let's all unmute our microphones and we will say goodbye to the people of the internet and until next time so say goodnight to the internet everyone farewell internet we love you good night journey well much love guys all right until next time Yes, yeah, dream well. Stay on top. Dream well. Dream on. <laughs> All right, guys. Much love. Dream Fullness. Well. Later. <laughs>